betting for the sports animal. Your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. It's Tuesday, Albuquerque. You know what that means. Oh, I do. Pick me, pick me. The boys are here. Right, that's what it means, the boys are here. But where are the boys, Van? Well, it's a place uh, that it's fun to stay at, I've heard. Because we're at the YMCA. We are. We're at the YMCA of Central New Mexico. We're at the Horn location today, which is, what? so it's like Indian School in San Mateo. That is correct. Okay. Whatever the address is, Popper, I do not know. We'll get that for you shortly. <laughs> but we should be able to get that for you. you got a shortly. smartphone. But we are able to be here uh, with you at the YMCA today because the YMCA is a friend of our show. And because they're a friend of our show, we do our absolute best to come out and hang out every so often. Van. I am setting up, well, I'm sharing our live stream Ooh, right now as we speak. I'm excited for that. So the thing I like most about being at the YMCA is the people you get to see at the YMCA is we've been setting up here today for the program. We've been so fortunate to see not just a couple individuals, but more than a couple individuals come by, say hi, say hello, and, you know, just thank us for the show, and that's nice. So this is a whole new crowd than what we're used to. Yeah, because we're AM guys. We're morning guys. We're here like 7 a.m. Monday through Friday working out, having coffee, telling stories, talking about who the Yankees should sign, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> but now we get to see the afternoon crowd, and it's, it's a whole new vibe here. A lot of energy. I like it. We are also live on our social media outlets. Everything is at TalkABQ, so you can find us on there. That is a cool place to see what's going on here at the action. And it looks like – actually, it looks like it might not be working, so I'll figure that out during the break. So it's going to be – it looks to be like 15 minutes short of whatever the show is, but no big deal because we get them when we get them. Sure. So uh, I am Fred Slow. I'll be alongside you up until 7 o'clock tonight when Mike Trujillo will take over with True to the Game. Excited about that. He's going to talk about some of the stuff that's going on in the world of sports. The same that we are today alongside me is the M in YMCA, Van Nunley. Van, how are you? Peachy, man. Busy day. It was a full I was out all day. It's absolutely. I'm worried about, I'm going to be honest, I'm worried about my dogs. What, in what I sense? haven't been home all day, and I'm worried my dogs did something stupid in the house because I didn't get a chance to let them out today. Back at the studios, Mike Vital. Michael, how are you? Top of the afternoon. <laughs> we were getting ready to do the program here, and as we were getting ready to do the program, I missed the comeback. By, you know, that we do a little countdown to start the show. Oh, yeah. 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 But I was talking to director of the YMCA, Albert Ramirez, and, you know, we were like, hey, what time do you want to come on the show? You know, it's going to be it's going to be all the fun. It's going to be the whole thing. And whenever and, – and I can see the countdown coming. I'm like, oh, my God, I got to go. I got to go. <laughs> like, hey, we got to go. go. got to go. Uh, big day in sports. But before we get to that, I want to talk about some of the individuals that uh, have allowed that have allowed us to be part of this show. Some of those individuals are our friends in the community. And, you know, you know who they are. We always talk about the YMCA. We always talk about um, we always talk about New Mexico Pinon. We always talk about, big, uh, excuse me, 
John Lopez Real Estate and 99 Sports, and, and we talk about all those different companies. But, uh, we got a couple two new ones for the New Year's. Isn't that exciting? It is exciting. I like having new friends. So new friend of the show, O'Neill's. So you're familiar with O'Neill's. Very. Yeah, so what O'Neill's is, it's uh, it's got two spots in town. So they got one in Knob Hill, they got one in the Heights. And O'Neill's, it's Irish. Yeah, it's, sure. Yeah. So it's quality food, it's, it's honest drinks, it's good fellowship. And, and it's the place to be. And you're going to be able to be with us uh, on Thursdays moving forward. So it's either going to be this one or the next one. So it won't be this one Thursday. It'll be the one following. Right. But we'll start being live from O'Neill's, and we're going to oscillate between the Knob Hill location and the Heights location. And we will correspond that to you whenever we're doing it. But we are excited to do it because, uh, well, O'Neill's is a, it's a cool spot. It's a lot of fun. I, I love the one in Knob Hill. That used to be my home. My home O'Neill's because I'm I'm hardly up in the heights because they don't let people like me up there. What does that mean? To be honest, what does um, that mean? Well, I'm not going to unpackage that, but the listener knows what I mean. So I'm usually in the Knob Hill one, the the Knob Hill Fringe one, which I really enjoy. Done a lot of geeks who drink there. Yeah, good done, spot. Done some sports stuff next door. Uh, good food, good drink specials, great bartenders, a lot of fun. And really excited to start the show. Yeah, it's going to be a good one, and we are excited to be a part of that. Also, uh, alongside O'Neill's Electric Playhouse van. So Electric Playhouse has joined the family here of Two Men On, and we are Two Men On the Electric Playhouse. We'll be at the Electric Playhouse on Tuesdays moving forward. So you won't catch us at the Y on Tuesdays or Thursdays. We're going to be fairly busy. But what we're doing with Electric Playhouse is not next week, not the 11th, but starting on the 18th. We are going to do a why are we going to do a wiffle ball league? Yes, out at the out at the electric playhouse. Now that is exciting. Yeah, so we're pretty excited about that. There's going to be some rules and stipulations, and we'll have all of that out and available to everyone in the community about how to come and hang out with the boys, play a little wiffle ball, drink a couple beers, have that kind of thing. If your New Year's resolution was to play more wiffle ball, we're going to be able to supply that to you. Boy, do we have the evening That's for you. <laughs> Uh, also, we are a part of your Valentine's Day festivities at Electric Playhouse. Although we have not uh, set the link up yet, you'll be able to hang out with your boys at the Electric Playhouse as we will be doing uh, as we'll be doing Rocky Horror from the Electric Playhouse, the musical. Band. That's right. So it's a whole musical. It's a dinner and entertainment bonanza. So we are excited for that. So that's going to be part of of what we have coming up and why we are excited to be doing it. Uh, also, a little behind the house stuff, and this is one we're kind of excited about announcing. Uh, we got our Super Bowl credentials today. Yeah. Yeah. Guess who's going to L.A.? So that's right. So your boys are going to the Super Bowl. So we will be at the Super Bowl the week of the Super Bowl. So the Super Bowl is the 13th. So whatever the Monday is before the 13th, that is when we will be there. So we will be there for the 7th through the 13th, live from the Super Bowl in beautiful and historic Los Angeles, California, at that brand-new stadium. I know Radio Row is, I think, in like a convention center down the street or whatever. So we'll be bringing you all the coolest interviews. We'll be anyone that's at the Super Bowl. I've, I've done it before. You've never done it. I've never done it. Okay. So, yeah, it's a cool experience, and we're going to connect with a lot of people, and we're going to bring you, uh, I don't know, some content that we d- we haven't normally had on Albuquerque Sports Talk Radio in some time. Sure. So that's that's pretty- a big deal. Michael, did they tell you we got our Super Bowl credentials, or are you just now finding out? I just found out, as you said, and if the Packers are in the Super Bowl, even better for Van. 
this. Oh yeah, if the, they are they are the favorites as of now, so we'll see what happens. If the Packers are in the Super Bowl, we will find a way to get Vital out of the production studio and oh, out there nice. with us. I agree. Yeah, we got to figure that out for sure. So, anyway, so we got a couple cool, exciting things going on behind the scenes, and and that's what keeps us often so busy during the day. Uh, but now we're here at the YMCA of Central New Mexico, and the reason we're here is because it's January. And because it's January, we want individuals to come out and hang out with us at the YMCA like we do every single day, and right now they got the deals, man. Yeah, what you got on them resolutions, so, Albuquerque? Like, you join now, it's $22, and and then you're in. Like, that's it's 2022, mm-hmm. so it costs $22. What a deal. Yeah, and then and that's for January. And then you're in. It's like a dollar a day after that for the rest of the year. Who who besides me doesn't have $22 laying around? That, <laughs> like, I think I'm the only guy who doesn't have $22. Fortunately, I'm already a member here, so there's that. Excuse me, sir. This phone charger costs $7. Do you believe you'd be able to afford it? <laughs> I'm walking out this door. <laughs> Uh, we are here. We're going to be joined by some individuals of the YMCA today to talk about uh, all their programs and everything that's going on. I know at the end of the program today, Phil Beam is going to join us, and he runs Camp Schaefer. And if that's not if Camp Schaefer is not my favorite part of the YMCA, I don't know what is. Any any excuse that you have to go to the Hemis area, yeah. take it, and that is the best one. In in the five o'clock hour, Albert Ramirez, the director of the YMCA, will be joining us to talk about all their programs and everything that's going on. And then in the 4 o'clock hour, Gloria – now help me out with this one. Okay. Man. Gloria Cisneros? Yeah, that would be a Cisneros. 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 So I'm excited. You got have, so close that time. Well, we're going to have <laughs> her on. But she is the school-age child care director at the YMCA. The YMCA reopened up their school-age child care yesterday. So they had, they had been under COVID protocols. They weren't doing it, but they figured out a safe and fun way to do it. So now they're doing it, and it's being done. I'm a really big gym guy. I'm a really big camp shaver guy. I'm a really big basketball court guy. Yeah, same. I, I, I don't plan on using the child care. I got my kid grown up, and I don't want to have any more babies. So you take that department since uh, I don't have any kids. Oh, wait, you don't? No. That you know of. And your kid's halfway around the world. I'm not even sure how this applies right now. <laughs> So, so we're excited to do that because that's obviously an option to all of our friends of the show. A lot of football talk today. We're going to cover Ben Roethlisberger. We're going to cover Major League Baseball a little bit. Joining us is Andres Trujillo this afternoon here live from the YMCA. That's exciting. The runners have kicked off their season. They've done two on the road and two at home. And they are, well, they're not having the best start. I'm going to be honest with you. But Andres is going to break down exactly what the team needs to do to right the ship. And we're excited to be a part of that. They play at home this Saturday night. Well, I'm not sure how bad of a start it is because I didn't see the line. Are they beating the spread or are they just, like, taking L's? So the spread is difficult in arena soccer. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if DraftKings is putting that one out. I, I didn't put them in a parlay this weekend. I would take the over on goals every game, but otherwise I don't know. Okay. I always feel like they're going to be, like, 20 to 20. That's what I think, like – I don't know, at least arena soccer should be. Because when I was a kid, that's what it was. Regardless of results, it's one of the best shows in town. It's very good. Get you and the fam out there for sure. I will be calling the action this upcoming Saturday night uh, as the runners are at home. So obviously you can check that out on their social media outlets, and and I'm excited to do that and be a part of that. Last little mention before we go to break and come back with some NFL talk, specifically Ben Roethlisberger's performance last night and what that does for his legacy. Uh, January 27th, Nelly is at the Rio Rancho Events Center van. Ah, with a little bit of eye to eye? 
Thank you. Mm -hmm. So if you want to come and hang out with your boys, we are going to be at Nelly on January the 27th. Uh, that is going to be a very good night. We're going to have a lot of fun with that. Uh, are we doing radio that day? I doubt it. Doubt it. Doubt it. Yeah. We're, not, we're not supposed to drink on air. No. Vital, you're going to sit in for us on that one. All right. <laughs> pass, pass the B. B-O-B. What? The B-O-B? Pass the Bob? Who the? The bottom of the basket? What? Are you bottom of the Walmart? barrel beer. Bombs over Baghdad? What's Ooh, that's, yeah, that's a different one. Haven't you ever had Bach beer before? The bottom of the barrel beer. It's a fermented type of It's a darker kind of uh No clue. Literally no clue what you're no. talking about. Bach I'm beer? Gonna, you've, never, you've never heard of Bach beer, and you, you grew up in the Midwest. That's B-A-C-H or B-O-B? Bottom B-O-C- of the barrel? B-O-C-K. Oh, B-O-C-K. Yeah, yeah. Oh. of course. Yeah, German the German style beer. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah, Bach's a, a, a dark German. I thought, I thought you were saying Bob, B-O-B. No, I just Bach. said bottom of the barrel, which is what Bach is. That's Bach, Bach oh, and Stein. Bach well, and Stein. Bach isn't necessarily bottom of the barrel. There's a lot of brewers that are going to be very upset with you right now, Hurley. <laughs> Let Let's them go. be. They can make their own. <laughs> <laughs> Let's grab that break. When we get back, uh, more action from two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of all ages, Two Men On proudly brings to you a podcast that can be reviewed. Hey, friends of the show, we need 100 reviews. And we're talking Ron Burgundy rules here. Whatever you review, we will read. Our 100 review special as soon as we hit the benchmark. Log into iTunes and give us the five-star ratings on Spotify and wherever you download your podcast. Just wanted to sit down and take it in and, um, you know, just just try and absorb every minute of this place because this place is so special. These fans are so special. Um, I wanted to win this game more than than anything uh, for them. Obviously, we, we still have a bigger, you know, we got another game. I know there's a slim chance, but but we got to keep fighting. And um, but this this game was was very special to me. Ooh, wee, huh? Man, you played high school athletics. You did not play collegiate athletics. You played high school athletics. Correct. Whenever you finished your high school career, was it by choice or due to injury? It was due to injury. It was, and I knew that, and that's why I asked that. So, whenever you finish your career due to injury, did you feel like you were robbed of that last chance? Uh, yes and no. Okay. Um, mostly yes, because I'm way better in my head than I am in actual real life. But I had some promise as a baseball player, mm-hmm. and I hurt my knee as a football player. So, yeah, I don't think I had that chance to air quotes, leave it all out on the field, et cetera, et cetera. I also finished my playing career with an injury. So I was uh, I was a pretty okay high school basketball player, right? I got size. If you've seen me, you're like, oh, this everything Freddie is saying makes sense. The thing that got me was when I got hurt, I broke my leg. When I broke my ankle, I really felt – not even that I missed the opportunity of playing more, but that I didn't get the opportunity to, like, say goodbye, like, holding the ball one last time or, like, on the court or, like, in that world. And and that was a bummer to me. Ben Roethlisberger did that last night. So Ben Roethlisberger last night, who, if you remember, I'm going to take you back to about a million years ago, 2005 or 2004. Ben Roethlisberger 
came into the league at 15 and 1. He started 15 and 1. That's a little unfair. Yeah. Yeah. And as he started at 15 and 1 and then but also as of last night will never have a losing season, which is kind of an incredible thing. It's absolutely incredible. He some some 8 and 8 seasons. Neither neither him or Mike Tomlin have had a losing season. That's an incredible stat. And the thing that like I was really mesmerized about is because it's not been like the Steelers' expectation this year at eight and seven, especially after last year going twelve and four. But as he enters Heinz Field for the last time, the crowd just loses it, loses it, and that moment is like um, I don't know, insanely palpable. Yeah, I think there's a. What's really striking about Ben Roethlisberger is is how much he appears to represent his city, how much he appears to represent his organization. You know, Pittsburgh has the reputation of being a blue-collar, working-man town. Mm-hmm. Everyone's got a real job. Ben Roethlisberger seems like that type of guy. He plays like that type of guy. He talks like that type of guy. And I mean, and that's the common perception of him. I don't see a single player during Ben Roethlisberger's career that exemplifies the organization like Ben Roethlisberger does. Does Tom Brady represent Boston? Does Aaron Rodgers represent Green Bay? Does Peyton Manning represent Indianapolis? So, I think those are uh, no's across the board. But you say, does Big Ben represent Pittsburgh? I would say, yeah. So, as so, Mike, you might be able to lean in on this a little bit. So, does he pass Terry Bradshaw? No, no, because I don't think he does either. Although I appreciate the diatribe, I don't think he's as universally loved and accepted. Because I think Terry Bradshaw, because both of them not from Pittsburgh, like uh, Ben Roethlisberger from Ohio, Terry Bradshaw from Louisiana. I think he is still the bumpkin. I, he doesn't have the off the f- the field stuff that Ben Roethlisberger has, which is not now is not really the time to talk about. Allegedly, that. yeah, yeah. But I don't think Ben Roethlisberger is number one, and I think Ben Roethlisberger is a distant number two to Terry Bradshaw for yeah. the city. No, I agree, but I'm talking about just the vibe, not not ranking him in the Pittsburgh organization, but like just the feel of him representing the city of Pittsburgh, the feel of him representing the Steelers. As far as, like, exemplifying a city and an organization, I think he's a better fit than Terry Bradshaw. Because yeah, Bradshaw, Terry, Brad, burn, burn, Terry Bradshaw's a goofball. Terry Bradshaw's yeah. from Louisiana. You know, he's not a Steeler. He's a Steeler because he got all them ships with the greatest Steelers team ever. Yeah, I'll hear that. If if we're gonna really talk about Pittsburgh, it's it's not even a football player. It's it's got to be like Clemente, it's got to be like Lemieux. Like I think there's a couple guys Willie Stargell. Yeah, there's a couple guys yeah. who have I think bigger sports impact and what? identification with the city. But I don't know if you walk around Pittsburgh, what it, what are you gonna see most? It's probably Steelers jerseys, I would assume. Well, how, how do you know everything's black and yellow? Yeah, they do a good brand. Every single, every single organization coming out of Pittsburgh, everything's black and yellow. How do you know what you're wearing until you get close enough to them to read it? Black and yellow, black and yellow. There you go. The 
the end to it was impressive to me because, number one, I didn't think they were going to win. Um, hey, and also Baker Mayfield, he done. They're going to play Case Keenum or something, I guess. Is this the plan? Is that is that the way I understand it? Like he's I, I haven't heard anything official. You know he's going to want to go out and play one more game. I mean, that's just the vibe I get from Big Ben. But do you want to take a L in Baltimore on your last game when you already demolished the the team that you've always beat up on? Well, and, and after after last night, Big Ben is uh, what is it twenty six three and one against Cleveland, including the playoffs. How many players have had that kind of dominance over their careers against one team? Yeah, well, in that Case Keenum thing, that's for the Browns. That's what I was talking about. But Oh, because, yeah, sorry. Yeah, that's I, okay. I know, I know you didn't catch it. It was so, – so Baker Mayfield's going to be done. That's fine. Yeah, I, he said he's having surgery tomorrow. Yeah, I don't think – so he'll never, I think, play for Cleveland again. I think he's out. Was, gonna, his arm was hanging off his shoulder last yeah. time. Did you see he, had, he got sacked nine times? too many times he was already injured this season he should have like after week five he should have left his post and went and got surgery the Ben Roethlisberger's best season was his first season although he's had a tremendous career he was never able to emulate that first season which is kind of a weird sentence sure I guess I mean when you're 15 to 1 they can't really be the, the standard by which all others are judged yeah I mean just like you in high school you peaked way too early yes yeah actually, I agree <laughs> Um, the, and the follow-up weirdness about the Roethlisberger thing is like, do you always want to talk about the alleged off the field stuff? Or do you feel because it wasn't proven and a little bit, it's been, I don't want to use the phrase whitewash, but erased from not the public eye, I guess per se, but no one's talking about it officially. I mean, it's not, Oh, now's not the time. No, no. He just retired. You talk about his legacy. And then when the big picture Hall of Fame legacy all-time ranking stuff comes out, that's when you bring the character stuff in. But all alleged. All I mean, alleged. It's hard for me to argue with that because sure. I'm that guy. Yeah. Uh, we take the opportunity every time we can with the Quan's Auto Care Hotline to bring on Friends of the Show. Friends of the Show is Vincent. Vincent, welcome to the show. How are you? Uh, I'm doing well. Uh, you know, uh, have either of you guys ever been to Pittsburgh? Uh, I have been one time to Pittsburgh. Um, and a, a silence from the van. No, man. zero. Uh, zero for me. It's actually one of the most beautiful cities I've ever seen. The most beautiful setting is you come in from the airport and you go into the tunnel. And, then, of course, you, you see the town below. Uh, and, you know, the whole term, the three rivers, it's kind of a misnomer. It's two rivers join at, uh, at that point and then form the Ohio. So, I mean, it's, it's, it really should be two river stadiums. It's not <laughs> like rivers all came in at one time. It's kind of like the Rio Chama and the Rio Grande meet in Española, and then, then it becomes the Rio Grande from then on. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, the confluence there. Yeah, I, yeah, and there's a bunch of there's a bunch of bridges over it. It's a pretty city, but once you get oh, out of Pittsburgh beautiful. proper, like the the suburb of Pittsburgh, there's a big industrial. They call it the Rust Belt. Sure, but uh, there are parts of Pittsburgh similar to any big city. 
that are not desirable. And then there are parts to do Pittsburgh, similar to the way Detroit is. Right. The downtown of Detroit is beautiful. Everything that kind of surrounds that is not the greatest energy. Sure. I mean, it would well, be three oh, names of Rivers Stadium. <laughs> okay. Anyway, Van, uh, you said that uh, you mentioned O'Neill's, and I'm a big fan of O'Neill's and the one in the Northeast Heights, and you said that you're not really uh, uh, a fan of the one in the Northeast Heights for some well, I'm a, I know I'm a I'm a big fan of it. They just don't allow me in the Northeast Heights anymore because we we got a well, I, a rich a rich I'm, a rich history of that. ill behavior there. I'm behind, I'm behind all that. I mean, uh, you know, you're I behind me getting kicked out. You, I've been. You cannot go east of Wyoming. I've told that to people. If they see you east of Wyoming, you give me a call, and we're going to escort Van out. We don't want your kind in the Northeast Heights, man. I'm sorry. Ex- ex- exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I, I admit you know, that, and I'm, tr- and I'm trying to get better, Vincent. Well, you know, maybe we can meet, uh, you know, uh, maybe if TD's open again, or I'm not sure if it's open, but that's not, Eubank. Not the Eubank we one, might- no. Okay, well, that's a good reason to cross Wyoming. <laughs> <laughs> you would risk, you, would risk uh, you know, that. To go to uh, well, you know. Well, if you are going to buy me drink. an oat soda, I'll I'll roll the dice one more time. Okay, well, uh, you know, but actually, don't and forget about going past Juan <laughs> Tabo. I mean, uh, we don't Vincent, want you. We don't want you anywhere near the mountain. Let's just put it that way. The Vincent, closer we gotta, you get to the mountain, the closer you you uh, you're about to expire. So we uh, we we're yeah. up against the break, Vincent. You're the absolute best. Glorious scenarios where we get back from the break. We're going to talk about the youth programs here at the YNCA Central Mexico. We're going to talk about the Horn and the McLeod. And they got a bunch of little satellite ones all over the community. We're going to go into that at length. We're going to have a lot of fun with that. So if you're looking to become a member of the Y or if you're looking for affordable and, like, this is like hands-on educational stuff for kids. This isn't just sit and watch your kid. This is like programs and to-dos. So, anyways, we're going to get the rundown on that, what it costs, where it's available to you, and, and how your kids will be able to take advantage of it. Dave Busters presents Two Men On. We are live from the YMCA of Central New Mexico from the mobile John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We are powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9, and we start our days right here at the YMCA. Got to figure out a way to work O'Neill's and Electric Playhouse into that. We'll, we'll work it. Let's shop it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. On Thursdays, we O'Neill's. On Tuesdays, we play Wiffle Ball at Electric Playoffs. There's something there. I don't know what it is. Figure it out. 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Back live on the program, live from the YMCA of Central New Mexico, Gloria Cineros joining us. She is the school-age child care director for the YMCA. Gloria, welcome to the program. Thank you, Fred and Ben. So, Gloria, the thing we're most excited about having you on the show for is uh, talking about what's going on with the youth programs and what's talking about going on with kids. So if you could uh, talk about welcoming these kids back and talk about why the Y is excited about it. Okay, so we are um, welcoming back the youth kids for our before and after school Y club. We do offer five different sites, including Sunset View on our west side, ASE on our southeast heights, um, which is Albuquerque School of Excellence, uh, Mitchell Elementary, Montezuma Elementary, and at, over here at the Horn Family YMCA, where we do bus kids from Bel Air, Governor Bent, 
Hajin, Inez, Montevisa, Zia, and Zuni. That is a lot going on. Yes, Ben. It's, what, there's definitely a lot going on in the program. What got you in the child care in the first place? Where did this passion come from? This passion really came from, you know, it's something I've always wanted to do as a child. We would always play, you know, being teachers and students and stuff. And when I got older, I was like, I want to make a difference in our youth in Albuquerque. And so I decided to do child care. You're having so much fun as a kid, you're like, I'm doing this forever. I'm going to play. <laughs> I'm just going to keep playing with kids. Exactly, Van. It, but we do a lot more than playing with kids. We do um, go off of a curriculum that we do. We have um, developmentally and age-appropriate curriculum. So everything that we do does have a purpose, and it is helpful for the kids um, on learning. So as a youth, was there, was there a YMCA in your life? Was there a community-based program? Was there a Boys and Girls Club? Did you have full exposure to this, or was it a thing you were just excited about jumping into as an adult? So I didn't really have exposure doing it um, as a child, um, but when I did hit about 18 years old, I did start noticing that there was programs like the YMCA, and it just made me even want to do this more. You, you um, mentioned education and every every activity has has a goal has has a lesson yes um what are what are so can you give us an example of some of those like you guys you're just you're just not babysitters people just don't don't drop their kids off here when they go to work you you enrich these kids lives and you teach them and educate them and, and they learn lessons from you guys yes so we do help them with their school learning especially like when they were online doing their online we were here doing online with them helping with their teachers helping them with their homework um, so we do do homework help but our activities like we do have like stem based activities that we do like to do we do like the kids to bring out their creativity we like them to express themselves um, we do encourage a lot of learning. Um, you know, we play to learn. That's as simple as I can get it. You know, we do play to learn. Um, a lot of our curriculum is Montessori-based, which is a model, a curriculum model, that is all about letting so the kids explore to play. Let me explain that to Van, because Van doesn't get that. Not a clue. <laughs> so what that is, Van, is they give the kids like bubbles, okay? And they give them like the bubble stick. I'm into it so okay. far. Okay. And then they don't tell the kids how to make bubbles. Oh, I need that They part. let the kids figure it out. So it's either, either the kid on his own, know, he or she knows to blow into the bubble thing, or they know to wave it around like a wand or whatever. They make bubbles on their own van. That's the Montessori approach to, to childering. What do you do with the kids like me that never figure out how to make bubbles? We are always here to help. Um, we always encourage our children. You know, we let them explore and, you know, try to figure it out themselves at first because it does take a couple times. Um, but once we do see that they need help, we will jump in and help them in any kind of way that they need help. And so this is home base for the operation. Yes, here at the Horn Family YMCA, this is the home base of our Y Club. What do you What do you do here? Is this just the office? Is this the home base? And you direct and talk to all the other satellite branches? So we do have one site here, and we do um, mainly have this as a home branch where I do kind of send people out to their sites. Um, like I said, we do have four other sites where they are in at the schools themselves, in the cafeterias, in the gyms, in classrooms. Um, so we do do a lot of community outreach. So you guys were shut down for a while because of COVID. Is it? What were you guys doing during that time where 
you had to shut down the programs? Were you still communicating with the kids and the families? You know, that's that's one question. Then a follow-up would be, how excited are you guys to be back? So actually, we never really closed down for COVID. When the kids did go online, we did teach them here at the Horn Family YMCA with their online classes, helped with their, you know, teaching, anything that the teachers needed help with here at the Horn, we did still so provide that. How is that partnership with APS? How is that partnership with the community? Are our kids recommended to you? Are kids bus from the schools during the school year? Do you guys have that kind of thing where it's you finish up your K through 12, whatever, and then you come out this way? So uh, great question, Fred. So um, we do uh, send out flyers to all the schools in our area that we can pick up from like um, Bel Air, Governor Bent, Hodgins, Zuni, Zia, um, Inez, Monte Vista, um, those cl- those schools we do bus from their school all the way to the Horn Family YMCA. Um, the other four sites are there, so since we are on site at those sites, um, the kids kind of just know we're there. So the parents will come into Horn or McLeod Brands and they will sign up their kids, and so then they're ready to go. These programs you're talking about, it's the education st- it's from APS, and then your STEM programs, those are all from the YMCA National Board, or are you building things yourself? I am building stuff myself. Yeah. Yes. So everything that we do, um, I did do myself. We do do a curriculum model as Montessori. We do follow that. But for the most part, it is me and our, my wonderful staff that I have. Gloria Cineros here at the YMCA of Central New Mexico, the Horn location, the intersection of San Mateo and Indian School. She is the school-age child director of the YMCA. Uh, how long have you been doing this? I have been doing child care about six to seven years. Okay, six to seven years. So yes. you're not quite to that point yet where kids that you have helped develop have, have started to work for you and be part of the program yet. Not yet. Hopefully yeah. soon. <laughs> but uh, talk about a lot of the young adults that you bring in, and they're able to be a part of the community and help the kids in their community. So we do get a lot of ch- uh, kids that are in college, you know, just finishing high school, <laughs> getting into college. We do have a flexible schedule. So it does allow um, the, young, the younger kids to come in and work as well as continue their education. We also do a partnership with Central New Mexico, CNM. Um, they do a mentorship here at the YMCA. So school's about to start again, but after that, eventually, is going to come summer. Can you preview what's coming up next summer for the summer camps? Yes, I am so excited to talk about the summer. The summer is just going to be amazing. We do have um, all-day care from 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. Oh, heck yeah. Yes, we do have a field trip every week. So every week we do go to a field trip that is in that theme of week. Each week will have its own theme. So we'll have like... Go see radio personalities at the station and become a professional at it. Yes, that's okay. a great idea. Yes, no, I'm going to take no, you up it, on that, Freddie no it's, no, it's not. <laughs> Don't <laughs> tell kids to do this. We have a ball pit and a trampoline, and we oh. have a petting zoo. Okay, so that's where we're going, I guess, everyone. <laughs> okay, never. Go bug Van and Fred. <laughs> never mind. I'm sold. I'm back in. <laughs> you guys will have so much fun with the kids. They will ask you questions that you guys will never even think of. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've done many a career day, and you get mm-hmm. some weird ones. You get... Some absolute weird ones. So, uh, so you got the, the full immersion stuff. You have the field trips. You have everything that's involved with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, Gloria, I'm not a member of the Y, and I want to sign my child up. What am, what's my best avenue to, number one, become a member of the Y, and then, number two, get my child involved in some of the programs that you guys offer, and then the cost? Of course. So we do have um, the YMCA website at ymcacnm.org. You can become a member and sign up for our programs. 
You do not have to be a member to join the Y Club or the summer camp. Um, with that being said, um, being coming a member is also great because it does save you a lot of money when you do a whole summer or a whole school year. What is what is it? Co- sorry, Van. No, go ahead. What's please. the cost per child, and then is there a family discount? Um, so there is a family discount for our membership. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have more than two children, it is five dollars off each child. Oh, okay. And then for our prices, we do fifty dollars a week for our before and after school. Like a steal. Yes, yes, it is like a steal. If you really think about it, especially with all the things that we do, like I said, we are curriculum-based, so they don't just throw their kids in there and we just watch them. We're always busy doing something. Oh, um, we that's, are, a, that's like a dollar an hour. Yeah, definitely. You really don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so this operation cannot happen without employees, without volunteers. If you're interested in being a child care specialist, how do you get a hold of you guys? Uh, you could go ahead and email me at G-S-I-S-N-E-R-O-S at YMCACNM.org. Or you could come into one of our branches and fill out an application. Love that. All right. Yeah, come in, see Gloria. We are at the intersection of San Mateo and Indian School today at the Horn YMCA. We will be here till 7 o'clock. Yeah, YMCA is open till 8 o'clock every day. You work, like, from open to close every day, right? That's the plan? Yes, that's the plan. Yeah. I love to be here at the Y <laughs> that they can't get rid of me. I'm here all the time. So, uh, <laughs> come see Gloria. Uh, if you're interested in working with kids, she is the option for you. If you're interested in putting your kids in a program after school and then obviously exploring summer care when the time comes. Yes. Gloria, thank you so very much for your time. Thank you, Van, and thank you, Fred. I do thank appreciate you. you guys taking the time to enjoy my programs with us. Oh, too cute. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Andre Strahir, the owner of the New Mexico Runners, just walked in, so we're going to sit down with him. We're going to talk about what's going on with the season, where I'm going to try to keep him for more than one segment if he'll have us. If he will. We're so excited to welcome O'Neill's and Electric Playhouse to the team. They are going to be outstanding partners, and we are going to tell you more about them every opportunity we get. Dave and Buster's presents Two Men On, and we are live from the McLeod YMCA, excuse me, the Horn YMCA. In the mobile John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio, we're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9, and we start our days right here. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Hey, friends of the show, we want to thank you for downloading the podcast. Two years in, and we wouldn't be here without you. To keep going strong, we're going to need your five-star ratings and your reviews. Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you listen to us, give us a review or two. Here's what we're doing, loyal listener. We need your reviews. It helps the show grow, and it helps us get better by getting your constructive criticism and or complete hatred. After 100 reviews, we'll do a special show where we read your reviews back to you. Welcome back live to the Horn YMCA, the intersection of San Mateo and Indian School. Your boys are hanging out all day long talking about, uh, well, we're talking about resolutions is what we're doing. We know you want to get out. We know you want to be. We know you're going to try to find that gym life. I'm telling you, find it at the YMCA. It's like a buck a day, one dollar a day. And if you want, if you want to number one, get healthier. Yeah. Complete your New Year's resolution mm-hmm. and feel way better about yourself while hanging out with the boys. That's what you do. Is yes. you hang out with the boys. That's how you do and it. And we will make you feel way better about yourself because we're so wildly out of shape. <laughs> So you're going to feel great physically, 
standing next to us. Hanging out with the boys right now is Andres Trujillo, owner of the New Mexico Runners, who made the trip down to the Horn YMCA. You ever been to the Y? Yeah, been here plenty of times, yeah. buddy boy. Was, it, was this part of your youth, like – no, we so I grew up in the North Valley, so it was the boys' club down off of. Oh, I'm not even, I'm not even on. No, that, you're that, there. That, yeah. uh, am I here now? Yeah, oh, you're yeah. good. You've hey, been here. Oh yeah, now okay, very good. Uh, you know, actually, I was down at the boys' club because I was in the yeah. in the North Valley off Rio Grande and I forty. So we would go to the boys' club. I like off mountain. I like how the neighborhood you grew up in, they still call it the boys' club instead of the boys not, and girls' club. Yeah. Because uh, so they changed it officially yeah. in like the 80s or something, right? Yes. But it's still like with the old timers in the community, it's still just the boys' club. Yeah. Did they well, ever change the name on it? Or was it so? Still? It's not even the boys' club anymore. Boys and girls. It used to, and then it was the boys and girls' club. But, yeah. Um, now, and then they, I guess they vacated and. They, lo- they often lose their gross. accreditation, is what happens. So the United Way funds the mm, boys and girls' club. Right, 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 right. And if the United Way is like, hey, you don't have. You're not hitting our standards or whatever. Then they'll they'll wash you from association, and then after they wash you, then you can keep being part of the community. Obviously, just not through that. Yeah, but but really, what I did was I did work at uh, um, you know right out of high school. I did work at a uh, youth community center, almost community center. So we would actually bring the kids. Here oh, cool! And to participate, yeah, and do do activities here. Um, you know, to be able to have fun and yeah. So we do a bunch of stuff here. Been here plenty of times. Love the Y and. Man, this place rocks. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's legendary to be here. Uh, you know, here at the YMCA of Central New Mexico. How many games of horse have you lost in that gym down there? Ooh. I don't think I've ever played horse, but I definitely played a few basketball games. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, speaking of some games, the runners have played four of them. And, uh, God, you're just struggling to find a W, my dude. You What's know, going on? Well, that's what happens when you don't play competitively together for two years. That's you know, you're, you're really starting from scratch. You're, yeah. You're, you're trying to figure out the systems with – you know, returning guys as well as new guys. And I would I would have to say, you know, we're about uh, about 60, 50, 60, eh, closer to 60% of guys returned from second season into the third season. So, of course, we brought on a lot of new guys. And uh, and so figuring out the, ba- the balance, the chemistry, um, you know, not only that, our guys from season two, they're two years older now. So, you know, figuring out how your body works because everybody ages, right? So so now we're just figuring out the systems. And, uh, you know, our head coach, Steve Amaletta, he's working on the systems. And um, I, I definitely think we're on the right track. We're figuring out those those balances. And, yeah, I, I, think, I think we're there. It's just it's going to take some time. It, speaking of taking time to figure out your body, that was a big deal for me and my teams. So, yeah. That's no, <laughs> not, not the transition you he, think he, it is. <laughs> yeah, you're worried about eating uh, that marshmallow so, whip and all that as a teenager, you're, right? You're talking <laughs> about the the learning each other, learning the new team dynamics. Correct. Is, is, is the veteran presence there to lead these new guys and teach them the system and, and work their way in? Is that your perspective of what's going Absolutely. on? Absolutely. Now, I mean, let's let's face it. We're all human, and even athletes, they, they you know what, they have strengths. They have weaknesses. And so now figuring out the strengths is easy. Now figuring out the weaknesses is a little more difficult because now you got to figure out, okay, who can complement that? Which, which player can complement that and be that strength for uh, to, to make, the, make the chemistry work, to make that equation, you know, happen. And so, um, you know, we're, we're that we, with practices, and, and I think we've, we have a good amount of roster. Uh, right now we're about 20, I think we're at 21. Uh, on our active roster right now, so and of course game days are 16 right. uh, uh, on a, on a roster game day roster. But uh, with with everybody involved, 
we are figuring it out, and it's going to be great, man. I mean, we're going to build up, and yeah, <laughs> Van's showing up our uh, showing You're, off our uh, our New Mexico runners run yeah, as one for, scarves. For, for those that are just <laughs> listening in and not watching, I'm showing off these scarves online right now because they're getting so much good feedback yeah, on the Facebook feed. It's so, a it's a thank you. They're beautiful. Yeah, fire logo. Hook you guys up. Yeah. The quality, like the quality material too. What is this made out if of? If you want one, they're twenty dollars, and they're at NewMexicoRunners.com or get one this. Saturday when you come out to the Rio Rancho Event Center as the runners are at home, and we're going to talk more about that with runners owner Andres Trujillo after the break. Dave and Busters presents Two Men On Live from the Horn YMCA. We are in the mobile John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We are powered by New Mexico Pinion. We play on Team I-9. We start our days here, and we're enjoying our weeknights at O'Neill's and our weekends at Electric Playhouse. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Your boys are live from the Horn YMCA, the intersection of San Mateo and Indian School, and we are here up until the end of this program, and we are very exciting. Uh, exciting. We're very excited about it. You are exciting. It. Come on, man. Hey, Thank you. With, Thank that, you. with that intro, I tell you, fellas, that makes it exciting. That I'll, hypes you up. I'll tell you what. Hypes me up when I listen. What's been getting me is, uh, so, we're doing, so we do the radio show, love the radio show. We have the texter, 505-246-0610, uh, from the texter. Ben Roethlisberger is the working man's QB. Get your lunch pail ready. Let's get to work. <laughs> First ballot Hall of Famer from Tommy the Truth. I think there is some truth there. Um, but, yeah, we have the texter, and we do the live stream on the social media, and we get all these kind words. And I, how hard is it to take a compliment sometimes, right? Well, I think I think it's one of those things where you're trying to be, you know, a little modest. and, and But at the same time, accepting them is part of the job. Yeah. you got to accept them. That's, you, that's weird that you two have problems with that. Yeah, oh, you don't? comes naturally? I, yeah. I, yeah, I do. Yeah. I do, too. I do have problems. Fla <laughs> flattery will get you nowhere with other people. For me, in my case, yeah, pour it on. Pour it on. You, uh, for years, a proud sponsor of the runners was Kinesio Tape. They were on the front of your jersey. Mm -hmm. How fortunate you were to have them for yeah. that relationship. Uh, but but I, th obviously the season was canceled. That, that relationship came to an end. Uh, talk to me about the Paleto Bar. Hey, Paleto Bar is fantastic. Depot, Alam, and, and his crew and his ownership group and everything, we are so uh, elated that they jumped on board with, yeah. with the New Mexico runners in the third season. Uh, I mean, the jerseys are fire. They're fire. And, They're and, very and, cool. And let me tell you, you know, we're, we wanted uh, this season we went with uh, a New Jersey manufacturer, Admiral, and, uh, so and they're top tier in soccer, Van. I know you don't know that. I don't. <laughs> yeah. So there's some soccer brands. Puma is a good one. Okay. Adidas is the one you would think of. Sure. Admiral quality-wise, yeah. at or near the top. Yeah, I absolutely. usually think of Admiral as the local liquor distributor. That's the only Admiral I know. <laughs> Admiral right. Beverage? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Admiral, yeah. But, I mean, I mean, yeah. they're the top distributor, so yeah. Admiral, top. You know, Sweet. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Got it. Right. But, uh, but, you know, this year we went with uh, black, home black. Yeah. And, Smart. of course, uh, we have a New Mexico flair in the design and the diamonds, you know. Um, and then on our on our shorts we have the a tail design for our Roadrunner because, Ooh. of course, our mascot is a Roadrunner. And so, I mean, with Paleta Bar jumping on board, uh, they are just a great organization. They're out in the community. You know, we're all about the community. We're family friendly. We're family oriented. So, so the meshing the two just made sense. And you know, Depot, I'll, it's, I'll tell you a funny story. Depot, I uh, hit him up back in our first season in 2018. Hey, man, jump on board. Let's get you on and get you on. And he's like, oh, okay, you know, let's do some stuff together. Yeah. You know, but uh, you know, over time, he realized what kind of organization we had, and he goes, hey, man, you guys are doing it right. I want to sponsor you guys big time this year. And he went with the ro home and, and road jerseys uh, as a sponsorship with Paletta Bar right over 
the front chest. Speaking so. about your home, the Rio Rancho Event Center, um, I watch the away games. I watch the streams. Uh, I'm so fortunate to broadcast for you at home, but I don't travel with the team. I don't go to away games. But I'm telling you, you are in a palace compared to some of these teams. <laughs> like, like, you guys are – this is top tier, right? I, I tell you what, uh, visiting teams love coming to the Rio Rancho Event Center. Yeah. Sure. They love coming to – to New Mexico because not just because of the arena because we I think we have the best arena in the league and um, but they also love our hospitality I mean we take care of them we feed the visiting team you know they have towels on the bench they got showers you know we provide those towels for showers um, you know we got water we got whatever they need they are taken care of they come in their focus is to play, and that's what I want. I want to be a good host for our visiting teams because, you know, it's nice to be able to go to a location, go to go play a, uh, go on the road and play an opponent, and uh, and be accommodated as well. So, and it just, I think it just, uh, you know, classifies the league a little bit. You know, joining us on the program, president of the New Mexico Runners and owner Andres Trujillo this Saturday night. Uh, it's theme night van out there, Rio Rancho Event Center, superheroes and princesses night. Kids are encouraged to dress up in their favorite cosplay outfits. The game is at 5.05. Tickets are available online or at the door, NewMexicoRunners.com slash tickets. Um, I don't even have a clue. What's it costing you to do it? 15 bucks. That's that's it. That's it? 15 bucks, kids, and it's very free. And, I mean, where else can you go to pay 15 bucks for two and a half hours plus of, of high action, high scoring, fun, live DJ, I mean, just activities galore with the fan engagement uh, and, and, of course, our mascot, Rio the Roadrunner. Where else can you go in New Mexico to, with, for only 15 bucks for that time frame? I mean, you can't. You really can't. And so, and, and also too, I wanted to uh, you know throw out there to your listeners: uh, you going to these games supports a 100 percent New Mexican owned and operated professional sports team. So uh, you know, one of the things is that's <coughs> what I do. Um, I have my mother involved. She's our ticketing director. My mm-hmm. wife's our game ops director. You know, my, my nephew's my mascot. And, and we just do those things because we want to project that to the community as family is the number one important thing. And you come to the family environment. You strengthen your family bond. Whether you like soccer or not, it's not, it's not about that. It's about doing things together as a family. So come, come out and have a great time with the New Mexico Runners game. Speaking of family, speaking of community, um, I love your social media. Oh, thank you. You and Rio, <laughs> the mascot, everywhere. are absolutely everywhere in Albuquerque and Rio Rancho. And I noticed that, like one of the few pla- the first places you guys would frequent was the Paleta Bar. Yes. So is this like an ongoing relationship? Absolutely. Because you know for our show, we have a lot of sponsors and partners, and we're very fortunate to be working with people that we actually care about. Mm-hmm. We like these businesses. We like these organizations before. So it sounds like before Paleta Bar came on, you already had a relationship. Yeah, you know, and then again, it was all it's all a community thing. Uh, you know, whether you're an actual, you know, monetary sponsor or not, uh, monetary partner or not, it, it doesn't matter. We're we want to work with you in any way possible to strengthen our community because at the end of the day, that's the most important thing. If everybody's working together, we all grow together. Uh, what's the old what's the old adage? Uh, a rising tide raises all ships. That's so one of my favorites. That's that's something mm-hmm. that we want to you know project out there in their community. And um, you know, Rio the Roadrunner, our mascot, he's like the Mickey Mouse in New Mexico. That's what I like to call. 
golf. Sure. People are running around Rio, Rio. <laughs> so it's all about the, that fun, and and uh, and we and through Rio the Roadrunner, we we promote the the brand, and of course our our star athletes that are local. That's one thing I want people to know is our athletes are are ninety percent of our, our athletes on our roster are local. You know, you got uh, soccer greats from uh, graduates from Cleveland High School, Miguel Garcia. You know, uh, soccer greats from Volcano Vista, Sergio Fuentes, uh, Isaiah Madrid. You know, you got these guys that are local and uh, and that played whether I played for UNM, played uh, USL, play. I mean, these guys have played different places, but they're local from here and. Having this platform for these guys to play in is is such a is such a privilege and such an amazing experience and and I just love it. This is such a fun time. Uh, t- talking about these local kids, do you, do you see a lot of graduation from the Roadrunners? You like are these guys just want to stay here? You know, I, I, so so let's 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 put this in perspective here. So um, let's go back to the second season. Uh, we had young guys that were still in high school on amateur contracts, like Nick Legendry and Gabe Legendry. And the Legendry brothers are iconic, especially in soccer in New Mexico. Gabe was like three, two, three-time Gatorade Player of the Year in soccer uh, for boys soccer. Um, but like Nick Legendry, he's actually out in Colorado. He played first in our second season. He's out in Colorado right now with the with the with the Colorado Rapids mm-hmm. MLS Development Academy. Wow. So so and then now he also has a full ride scholarship to Notre Dame soccer uh, next year. Skip it, go pro. I mean, <laughs> sure, forget it. Forget unless you're going to come back and be Tim Keller. So we can be a springboard for for a lot of folks, and and our, that's our hope to bring these young athletes and give them a chance to to get this high intensity experience with a pro soccer hall of fame coach or you know Steve Famoletta. Uh, that's just important, and and building those 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 funnels, those pathways uh, to help our local soccer athletes reach. Reach the stars, as you can say. So I feel like you're the guy I would need to ask this to. Okay. I feel like you're the guy that can make this happen. And I feel I know you're a planner, but I'm just going to cross <laughs> my fingers here. Okay. Do you have every national anthem already assigned for the home games? So, so we we probably have about uh, three quarters of the games. So the, you're saying right there's one available for Van. Oh. Van. For Van, are you ready? <laughs> okay. Have you, are your vocal cords warmed so, up? Do we need to get you a, get you a slot at one of our? Oh, I'm all I, audition. Well, I, could do, I could do the anthem as like walking or something like that. Yeah, I just hear. Yeah. Me, all right, <clears throat> but ladies and gentlemen, please stand and remove your caps. For ninety-five point nine and six ten a.m. The sports animals. Two men on Van Nunley as he sings for you the national anthem. And then you bl- you just bloat it out. I feel yeah. like you could do it. You could do it. It's the Rockets Red Glare. The, the, Christopher the, Walken now. Right, the bombs. See. The bursting. Move aside. In, in the air. It's going to end up in a Roseanne situation. <laughs> People aren't going to get it. I just I no just, seriously. <laughs> he ask he asks about me, but he's really asking for himself. Wow. He wants to sing the national. So in anthem. a tandem, it's his favorite Ooh, song. A duo. Can we harmonize? Okay. I, just, I think there's something to it. We get like like we are the world. Like together or go line for line. Hmm. I don't have the immediate answer. We'll shop it out. Yeah, let's gonna, shop it yeah, out. We're, we're yeah. gonna have to Circle rehearse. Back. Yeah. I'm just saying. I know a guy who's available, and it's Van Nunley <laughs> to do that. Uh, you guys play this Saturday. Do, do the boys get a couple days off? Do they? Have, they, they got Monday off. Okay. Yep, yep. They're a little sore. I mean, I mean, it's a back-to-back weekends are tough. I mean, game. You know, we had a game Saturday night, and uh, and then we had to get up early in the morning, leave leave town by 9 a.m. 
get to Amarillo, had a game Amarillo uh, Sunday night, and then got back home, drove home at uh, got home at midnight. So guys were a little sore, so they got Monday off. So we have practice tonight at the arena. So yeah, it says uh, the game this Saturday. Kids can dress up as superheroes well, or princesses, but I mean adults if too, they want right? To, go for it. I Sweet. think that's great. Yeah, I'm gonna dress up as one of them. I'm not going to tell you which. <laughs> We're going to have to find a, Van at the game. Okay, a superhero guys? or princess. The, if the, you see a princess with some pretty good shoulders, <laughs> that's your boy Van. The superhero yeah. I am dressing up as is number 20, Alejandro Garcia, who leads this team with 10 goals. That's a lot. Uh, he's just playing out of his mind, huh? Yeah, yeah. But definitely, you know, uh, uh, you know, players to watch out for, Sergio Puentes. Yeah, he second is, on the he team He is rocking and rolling. He had five goals on Sunday night. Ooh. Yeah, five That's goals. He's heating up. <laughs> I mean, we scored 14 against Amarillo on Sunday. You that know? should usually get you a W right Well, there. They, they scored 18, and, you know, towards the end it was a rough one. And, uh, you know, they had a couple of – I'd like to say a couple of ringers that they brought in from the M1. But, uh, oh, but you know, we, we kept up. Yeah. We made a few mistakes. If we wouldn't have made those mistakes, we definitely would have had a W on Sunday. But um, but we look out for Sergio Fuentes. You know, we've got top guys like Jake Gandaria. Uh, I mean, so so we're, we're, we're going to have put on a show on Saturday night. And you got, and uh, any fans out there, uh, any New Mexico sports fans, you get out there, you're not going to be disappointed. It's just a fun time experience all the way around if you are a friend of the show and you are listening right now and you're considering seeing the runners but maybe it's not an opportunity for you financially maybe you got some stuff going on we're gonna give away some ticks i got tickets to so give away. come down <laughs> come down to the horn ymca before the end of the broadcast and we will hand you we got i mean what how many we got there i mean you couple guys, family how many yeah we got this let's go so family hey, we got packs. we got a family sitting yeah, we, right here so we got, what are you, what are you guys got, what are you guys doing on saturday we got soccer we got you soccer. want some tickets to go so, see some indoor soccer New so Mexico runners? so we're giving away tickets come All right. down and see your boys oh we just gave some away to somebody literally signing up for the y right we're now. we're legit making so, it rain can you see it on video so as you <laughs> we got tickets come yeah. down to the horn ymca <laughs> And you can pick up some runners tickets from us. This is a runners promotion, not a cumulus promotion. Come hang out with us, and we're going to do that uh, for you, the friends of the show, and we'll make sure to make mention of that often. Let's grab a break. Whenever we get back, uh, let's get Albert Ramirez on. Let's talk about the YMCA, and let's talk about your opportunity to become a part of it as we're having just about as much fun as you can have in an afternoon here. Dave and Busters presents Two Men On live from the Horn YMCA. We're in the remote John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by the Mexico. Copino Coffee. We play on Team I-9. We start our days at the YMCA Central New Mexico. We spend our nights at O'Neill's. We spend our weekends at the Electric Playhouse. It's 95.9 FM AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back live from the Y. We're at the Horn location, the intersection of San Mateo and Indian School. We've been here all afternoon. And if you thought the party had started before now, you were wrong because the Zumba ladies are piling in right now. Yeah, buddy. There's a right. conga line of Zumba yeah. coming in. They come in with an energy that I really appreciate. And I've never seen so many straps on the back of sports bras. Is it a competition? <laughs> is, it, is it the more the better? I don't know the sports bra rule. Well, their eyes are up here, Fred. Oh, okay. So. Well, I'm looking at the back. Yeah. I'm looking at the back. <laughs> We're at the YMCA, and joining us is Albert Ramirez. You are the director of the Horn YMCA. And, uh, well, you're actually – you facilitated this whole thing. You – you said you have carte blanche, boys. Come and hang out. That's it. We love to have you guys here. Oh, Thanks. We so love the support you guys show us. So we're we're just we're just grateful to have you around. We we you just now sat down in the in the chair because whenever um, 
uh, Andre uh, Trujillo, the owner of the runners, was leaving. It was, uh, hey, what can what can the runners do for you, and how can we get out to help? And and do you find that with everyone you interact with in the community? You know, we got a lot of community partners. Yeah. And you know, like I heard Andres say earlier, you know, we're all here together to do do well in the community. So any any support that we get or that we can offer. We're all for. Oh, I love that. So, you know, me and Fred are morning guys, as you know already, yep, as, the loyal, as the loyal listener knows, because we start our days every day at the YMCA. That's true. And now we're getting to see this afternoon energy, which I haven't experienced yet. It's a whole different vibe. Whole, whole it's different it's almost like two different gyms. It, it is, yeah. There's, there's, you know, throughout the day, we, we cater to a certain group in the morning. That's and me. That's you. Well, that's you, but you're you're the... You're the you're not the norm in the morning, right? Uh-huh. We have a little bit of an older crowd in the morning, but then as we go through the through the day, it gets younger and a little more energy, and and the kids start showing up and so forth. I so noticed the good. radio was a little louder. A little this louder. Afternoon. Mm-hmm. There you go. In the, in the in the weight room, in the weight room. So yeah. we're talking about being obviously it's the beginning of, of January, and and if you were like me, you you said I got a resolution. I'm going to do better. I'm going to eat better. I'm going to get in better shape. I'm going to find more fellowship in my community because I miss people. COVID nineteen. Um, and you guys are doing that here at the YMCA, and you're doing it through a promotion for not just friends of our show, but for anyone who's interested in the club. Um, how is the best way to become a member of the Y right now, Albert? And then what does becoming a member of the Y mean? Yeah, so we want to support, you know, everybody's New Year resolutions, their goals, their fitness goals, their wellness goals, their mental well-being goals, mm-hmm. right? So um, right now we're offering what we call the find your why, you know, find your passion, find your find your, your – uh, 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 your your uh, comeback, yeah. you know, those types of things. But, you know, it's a little play on the Y, right, the yeah. WHY. Um, so we're offering a no joining fee right now in January, 22% off your membership dues playing off of the year 2022. Wow. Through the end of, uh, through the end of March. So basically you can join the Y right now for $22 a month. So we're trying to get people out, get involved, you know, be part of this Y, be part of the community. When you join the Y, it's a little more than just joining a gym, right? We're, we we kind of we're here for the community. So your money that you pay goes a long ways. Youth programs, senior programs, you know, uh, resident camps, teens, so forth. So we stretch that in a lot of different ways. But we just love to have people here and be part of what we do. Well, and Van, you may not know, but so a dollar donated, or excuse me, a dollar in like a membership fee can be used with the YMCA, like to be partnered with like a grant process sure. and be partnered with a donation with the community. So really your $22 a month to the YMCA could actually multiply in, in many different ways to impact uh, the community and primarily the youth in the community. Sure. Instead of, you get to help the community instead of it going just, you know, to big treadmill out there. Yeah, which I hate. You, know. <laughs> you, get, out, you get out here, strip, strip mall box gym. And, and I had some preconceived notions about the facilities at the YMCA. You know, I mean, it's been around for so long. You don't think you have state-of-the-art facilities here. Right. But if you're in the market for a gym or you want to save some money on a gym or you want to meet a community or you just want to hang out with Albert, I highly encourage you to come down here and check out the facilities because it is very nice. You have a state-of-the-art facility downstairs. And as I understand – it's still improving. It, it is. We're still putting money into our facilities. We, we did a lot of recent kind of upgrades or renovations. Uh, redid the lobby a little bit where we're sitting. The floor looks fantastic. Went down to our sports performance center just recently and put in about 1,500 square feet of Ooh, sports wait. turf. So people are loving that. We have uh, new cardio equipment coming in by the end of the month, uh, ellipticals, arc trainers, and so forth, steppers. 
So we've got a lot going on. We've got things planned as we go. We're going to redo our basketball court here this year. New floor, painting, ceiling, things like that. So we've got a lot of things going on. It's, it's great. You guys should people come out and see us. We're at the YMCA of Central New Mexico, the Horn location, the intersection of San Mateo and Indian School. And we're talking with Albert Ramirez, who is the director of the Y. A lot of kids come through here, hundreds, yeah. maybe thousands, right? Yeah. And, and they're not just part of the after-school program. They're not just part of Camp Shaver. They're not just part of the day camp. They, they, they learn to play sports here. We just watched a family sign up for volleyball. Um, how, how much impact in the community have you seen from kids, like, growing together? How, like, what friendships have you seen formed? And, and what kind of, like, lasting impression does that leave on you? Yeah, you know, when I first started at the Y, it was in the youth programs, right, yeah. right out of high school. And, you know, I'll, I'll be – at a shopping center and I'll have an adult come up to me and be like, Hey, and you know, fortunately I don't recognize them cause they've grown up, but yeah. it's a kid that I used to watch in after school or that I was roughing in, in sports and things like that. So those are the, those are kind of the reasons why I think a lot of us that work for the why, you know, we know that we're making an impact. Sometimes we don't see it every day, but we know we make a lasting impact in people. And that's, it's kind of what the why is about. So you worked here for quite some time and then left and came back. Correct. What are, what are the types of changes that you've seen in the Y with that nice gap in the middle for perspective? Um, you know, that's, that's, that's an interesting question. I think, uh, you know, the Y is, continues to grow. You know, it continues to expand programs and so forth. So we, we never, we're never the same thing. We're always finding new initiatives, new programs, things like that. So I think those are, those are kind of what we see. We see new after-school sites. You know, we see new sports programs that are coming out new fitness trends, right? So those are the things that, that I've seen over that 10-year that gap that I was away from the Y. Obviously, 2019 into 2020, and 2020 took over 2021, and here we are in 2022. Right. We're closer to 2023 than when this whole thing started. And and there was a – gyms were stopped. And then there was advisement on, on what you could do in a health club. And then – but the YMCA is back to full swing. Your child care started – how comfortable and inviting is the YMCA right now? How safe is it for someone who's maybe considering but not quite certain if they're going to if they're going to rejoin a health club? Yeah, we think it's it's considerably safe. I mean, we continue to to make sure our machines are social distanced. Obviously, there's a mask ordinance, so we enforce that mask ordinance. Um, I, I hear a lot of gyms don't, but it's something that we do. Yeah, uh, we want to make sure our members are safe. Um, you know, I, I, we hear it from our members all the time that some of the reasons why they're here is because we keep the facility clean. We, we pay attention to, to, you know, COVID is there, it's real. Um, and we make sure that we try to keep them as safe as possible. And what about the, the sports programs with, you know, you got the concerns of COVID. And I know you guys have been working really hard to get the sports programs back on their feet. What's, what's the update on that? Yeah, so sports are running. We're we just kicked off our winter league, so it's winter basketball, winter volleyball, uh, with a program called Itty Bitty Sports for three to five year olds. Aww. Yeah, it's great, and uh, parents participate in that with their kids, so it's kind of a cool thing to watch. Um, youth volleyball clinics, which is what's going on in the gym right now. Um, you know, we still you're allowed to play sports. We follow NMAA guidelines, so kids indoors still have to wear masks. Coaches, parents, spectators have to wear masks. Um, but we're, we're doing it in the safe way, as safe as way possible as we can. We Again, we enforce those mask mandates and things of that nature. And so, you know, we feel comfortable about what's going on. Um, and it's uh, parents, 
want to have their kids involved. They want to have them active. They, they don't like them sitting at home, and, and we're seeing that because they're coming out to these programs. I am 37 years old, which means that 23 years ago, my very first job ever was being an umpire for youth baseball <laughs> when I was 14 years old. Are you still getting a lot of kids, Albert, from the community coming out and getting their first opportunity being an umpire or an official? And, and if so, uh, do those kids still have an option to, to come and be a part of the team here? They do, absolutely. We're still, you know, like everybody else, we're, we're no different. We're always hiring right now. There's, there's a shortage. Um, we're, we see it here at the YMCA as well. As a matter of fact, one of the things that we did to give back to our staff and those in the community is we just upped our minimum wage. Oh, okay. So the city updated a dollar. We went ahead and update and went up three dollars. Boom. So we're we're doing what we can to help out and provide back to to the the people that are willing to come out and work and do that. We we want to be there to support them. So yeah, there are plenty of opportunities here if individuals are looking. How good of a first job is it for a kid? Like, can I, you put that into perspective? Yeah, I, I think it's great. I think you know, me myself came in right out of high school doing it here, and it, it, you are a role model for kids when you're here, but you're also learning from them and you're learning from the organization and the values that the organization has. And, and, uh, and, you know, I ran a boys and girls club for years, which is so very similar to a YMCA in a lot of ways. And you just don't realize the amount of people you have a chance to be in front of and connect with because the fellowship in the community at the YMCA is so tactile. You can touch it. It's a yeah. real thing. And, it, and if you're at the YMCA and you're a young adult and you're umpiring a baseball game and you're cleaning up the bleachers afterward and you're doing all the things that are involved with it, that is seen by people in your community, and, and that goes a long way for future opportunity. And I know just how thankful we are that you've given us this opportunity, Albert. So thank you for having us today. Yeah, we're, we're glad you're here. And, uh, again, I, I know you've told your listeners you're both on our board, and I know it's because you love the organization. So we appreciate everything that you guys do for the Y. Thank well, you so much. It's an absolute honor to, to serve you guys and help you guys and be part of this amazing organization. Albert Ramirez allowing us to use our platform to be billboard for he and the YMCA of Central New Mexico. Thank you so very much. We're going to grab a break whenever we get back. Um, I don't, I'm going to call it alarming. Some alarming news in Major League Baseball. And by alarming, I mean only if you're an idiot. Ah. We're two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Next up to bat, your five-star review. Two men on wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, friend of the show, we need a hundred reviews. Why a hundred? I don't know. Just do it. So, whatever you listen to our show on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, leave us a review. It goes a long way to help improve the show. Welcome back to the program. The boys are live from the Horn YMCA. We're having a lot of fun today. We've caught up with a lot of individuals. Thank you. Albert Ramirez, the director who sat down with us, talked about how to become a member of the Y and kind of what's going on here. We are talking off air, and he was saying, you know, from obviously the low check-in numbers of, of COVID-19, he says it's really grown, and it's making it's trending in the right direction, man. So the Y is back in full force, and how excellent that is. Man, I could tell just by looking around. The, yeah. uh, the afternoon numbers are great. Like, it's just mm-hmm. full of happy people with smiles on their faces. Love there. it. Hello. <laughs> See, told you. Hey, that, that was so – you have no idea how perfectly timed that was. <laughs> so we get a it, – it's fun when you're out in the community because, you know, there is a listener base. You know, there is a friend of the show base. and Sure. Yeah, and, and just how kind uh, people often are to us as they pass by. So, uh, yeah, so we're having a lot of fun today. Obviously a little sports adjacent as opposed to the regular show, but we're laughing with it. Andre Strujillo, the owner of the Runners, came by, and he gave us tickets to give away, Van. Yeah. So we're giving out – we have two family four passes left. 
that we are going to give out to friends of the show who stop by the Horn YMCA and see us here. Uh, just grab them from us. It's really that easy. There's, there's no requirement. You don't have to rub your belly and pat your head. There's nothing to it. You come by and you say, I am a friend of the show, and then we hand you a four-pass for tickets to this Sunday's New Mexico Runners game. So that's like a $60 value. I mean, there's so many cute kids here. You better hurry up and get down here yes. and come get them because I'm going to give them away to some kids I for sure. I think there's like volleyball going on or something I right think now. there is. Yeah, because I've noticed. And some... Zumba. Ah, Zumba. Major League Baseball news. Okay, Van. Um, I'm going to get on my horse for a second, and then you knock me right off of it, all right? Okay. <sighs> Major League Baseball, NFL football, NBA basketball. Pick any sport that you want. I'm going to tell you they're not actually sports. They're WWE. I'm going to tell you that they are entertainment. I'm going to tell you that, no, the games are not fixed, but they're not played at a level that is life or death. They're played at a level that is entertainment. That's why a football player or that's why a quarterback has more value than anyone else on the planet because the game is set up for that type of success. Okay, January 4th, 2022 at 5.35 p.m. You said one of the dumbest things you've ever said in your I'm entire life. <laughs> Comparing NFL football to WWE wrestling. It's the exact same. Of course it's entertainment, but it has nothing to do with wrestling. It it's not scripted. There is no chosen outcome mm-hmm. unless you're a referee and you have a big debt in Las Vegas, there is none. Okay, here's, here's why what you're saying is not correct. It is absolutely a chosen outcome in Major League Baseball and in the NFL. In the NFL, you have to have one of five guys. If you have one of these five guys, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, previously Ben Roethlisberger, uh, the list gets real short after that, Pat Mahomes, and maybe it's only four guys, then you can win a Super Bowl. Okay, Trent Dilfer. Doesn't count. Why? It's a different game. They changed the rules so much for entertainment purposes that it's not that game anymore. That game doesn't exist. But there's, there's so many good young quarterbacks. What about Justin Herbert? Is he in the club now? Not yet. He will what be. What about Joe Burrow? Is he in the club now? They're all, so they're not dumb. They're always shuffling their deck back to have that exclusive list of like four to six guys. Okay, so you're saying Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes – they're in the club. They're in the club for sure. Okay. And now Justin Herbert. Making his way. Joe Burrow. Making his way. Is in the club. Yeah. So that's almost all the teams in the playoffs are already in the club. Yeah. So you're saying teams that make the playoffs are the ones that can win the Super Bowl. I'm saying I'm saying if you don't have those guys, you not only do you not make the playoffs, you absolutely are not winning the Super Bowl. Because the way the rules are set up, it does not matter. You cannot go out there with fill in the blank. And then win a Super Bowl unless you're one of those four to six guys. Like you're talking about Sean Mannion? Cannot. Obviously, you can't do it with Kirk Cousins either. No. Is Kirk Cousins not on the list? He absolutely is not. If if the Vikings would have won more games and been more competitive and had less injuries and COVID, would they be in the club? No. They, okay. they can't beat those teams. Because okay. the way it's been set up for entertainment purposes, it doesn't work like that. You can You can be Jamar Chase, right, and show up and go for the most yards ever because of the way the rules are written now. It wasn't, it wasn't you were able to immediately do that because you would get there would be a guy like Deion Sanders or there would be a guy like whoever that could put his hands on you and play against you and stop you from that. But the way that the rules are currently written to make it an entertaining product, by the way, where do you watch your NFL games? On the NFL Network. By the way, where do you watch your Major League Baseball games? On the MLB Network. By the way, where do you watch WWE? On the WWE Network. The way it's created and then presented it's not for competition. It's for entertainment. Well, you could make a, a really good argument that the rules have been changed to make it more entertaining, to make it more 
offensive friendly to protect the quarterback and wide receiver. That I completely agree mm-hmm. with. But equating it to WWE, which I think is closer to theater than sports. Yes, same. I don't get the parallel. The parallel to me is it's made to be a form of theater. NFL proper, and obviously we're going to pivot to Major League Baseball here, NFL is made for the TV product. It's not – I don't know the last time you've been doing an NFL game. We're about to go to the Super Bowl. The in-house experience of an NFL game is the absolute bottom sporting experience. It depends on your seats. If you have average or below average seats at an NFL game, you're better off watching it on television. I, I would argue for the cost involved, which is offset by advertisers, obviously, you're better off – at home on your couch in your HD television. To spend that money on what it costs to sit at the 50-yard line and enjoy a game as well as – not even as well as you can at home. Spend that money on a new TV. See, I, I, get, I get that aspect of it, of you throwing money away for a fun three-hour thing. But you're talking life experiences here. Oh, yeah. Like I paid an insane amount of money that I don't even want to admit to go to the World Series. And I was about to do it again this year if it wasn't for COVID scare. So those are two very different ones because baseball is different than football. Baseball in person, similar to soccer, is a million times better than on television. But football on television is a million times better than it is in person. And I, I think it's insanely hard to argue that. If, yeah, so if, if you're an NFL junkie and you watch football every single weekend, on your bucket list needs to be to go to your favorite team's home game against a rival. And once you do that, once you check that off, I agree with you completely. Yeah, you do it one time. Yeah, you do it one good time, you get that experience, and after that you just be a fan. Because the tailgate is amazing, the food in the parking lot's amazing, the camaraderie, like being around all that energy of people who you share that same passion yeah, with. Yeah, instant friends. That's amazing. It's so much fun, and mm-hmm. I highly recommend every sports fan do it for their team. But after you do it once, after you do it twice, once you do it like a home game against a rival, and once you see your team in the playoffs, like you're, you're, you're chasing a drug that doesn't match what you get on your couch with a beer and a pizza. And and the thing about how it's delivered to the audience, like in Major League Baseball, right? So Major League Baseball has the product they have, and it's a three-hour-long game, and it's a three-hour-long broadcast. Football, hour-long game, three-hour-long broadcast, but sure. they make it entertaining all the way through. So Ken Rosenthal, right? So sure. Ken Rosenthal writes for – or writes. He's on air, and he writes – for the MLB Network. Sure. So he also works for Sports Illustrated and ESP. He, he's yeah. done them all. He's done them all. The Athletic and Fox. Yeah. and. Yeah. So Ken Rosenthal, who's known for his bow ties, uh, he said some – I'm not scathing, not scathing, but criticizing things about Rob Manfred over this past summer. Which were valid. Not Can't argue that. Cannot argue that. Yeah. Insanely valued. But what I can say is this entertaining product that you're a part of and – this network that brings it to your consumer, that's the same. You're not reporting on that product. You are that product. Sure. And for you to criticize your boss on a public platform, Ken Rosenthal lost his job at Major League Baseball yesterday. And I'm going to tell you, it's because he was an idiot. Right. You cannot publicly say that your boss is an idiot because that makes you said idiot. Okay, this is, this is apples and kiwis right here. But it's like a... A Chelsea Manning situation. It's like a, oh, what's his name? The WikiLeaks guy situation. Julian Assange? Yeah, it's like Julian Assange. You can't give out inside information. You work for MLB Network. 
you don't give out the inside information when you're on the company's payroll. No. You don't talk crap about your boss. Because talking about crap about your boss gets you fired. The second the second you don't work there anymore, <sighs> guess who's baseball's number one journalist again? It, guess who has all the secrets and all the stories? Yeah. Don't do it while you're working for them. No. That's completely logical and reasonable. Everyone knows that. Also, Don't talk crap about your boss. Congratulations to Bob Costas on his return to the MLB Network. <laughs> that will be announced sometime next week. Dave & Buster's presents Two Men On. We are live from the Horn YMCA. We're in the mobile. John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Penny on Coffee. We play on Team I-9, and we spend our nights at O'Neill's and our weekends at the Electric Playhouse. It's 95.9 FM, AM 610. The sports team. Back live from the Horn YMCA. We're laughing a lot. We're playing a lot. Just because we're here doesn't mean the phone line doesn't work. Connect with us on the Quans Auto Care hotline, just like friend of the show Tommy has. Tommy, welcome to the program. Hey, guys. Uh, I was listening to what you were saying earlier about wrestling and football, since I watch both. Wrestling, to me, is what I call double A-T. It's acrobatic or acting acrobatic theater. Because it okay. is theater, because okay. you have to project out, and either the, the crowd's going to love you as a face or a heel, and, and Fred knows what that means. Mm -hmm. um, predetermined all the time, you know, scripted, WWE, even though AEW tells the wrestlers, create your own characters and improv and do your own thing unless you need someone to write the script for you. Um, football still king to me. You know I love wrestling. I've been watching it forever, but I still put football ahead of the wrestling, because it is a sport. Wrestling is entertainment. But there are great athletes that have come from football to wrestle and from all other sports, Olympian-type wrestlers that, that come to the WWE. So I will say that. Um, a little bit of bullet points I want to say about my Cowboys. 8-17 and 17 last four years against winning teams. That's Dak's record. Dak, uh, they started so slow in that game, I almost turned it off at halftime because I could just feel it coming on. Even though I picked them to lose to Arizona 11-6, and six, I'm right on track for the season. I, I just feel like Dak has to show me that he, has, he can beat winning teams. I think I've said that all year. And they're 0-3 against the best teams they played. They lost to Tampa. They lost to Kansas City. They lost to Arizona. And I, I think one of the callers this morning, actually, on the other show was saying that they should rest their players. Absolutely not. We need to go in with momentum. We don't have it right now. We didn't play good against Arizona, so... And I still think there's some seeding there that's a factor. Right now, we play Arizona again in Dallas if the playoffs started today. So I, I do think they need to play. I think there's still some seeding that could change. And congratulations on going to the Super Bowl at that amazing stadium that now beats out Jerry World. Jerry used to have the best, and now California does. Congratulations on that, guys. And when is the wiffle ball thing going to start? Ah, great question, Tommy. So, yeah, we are excited about the Super Bowl and more details to come on that as yeah. they arise to us. Uh, but we are starting Wiffle Ball at the Electric Playhouse, uh, and I think we're going to we're gonna be there next Tuesday for sure. So the 11th, we're going to go out, and we're going to kind of figure out the – just make sure everything works. Make sure the machine pitches. So it's it's a home run style derby of Wiffle Ball. And then, uh, and then league, I think it's going to start on the 18th. So we're going to start league on the 18th. But if you need more information, you could follow us on at yep. TalkABQ on Facebook and Instagram or just look up Two Men On social media. 
Yeah, hey, Tommy, a question uh, for you, Tommy. I'd like to get out and, and do a little bit more stuff. And I, I don't know. I'm going to ask about – I guess I need to call the White to ask them if they have flag football. I used to play a league a lot. I've been wanting to play again, but I don't know if they offer that here in Albuquerque, but I'll find that out. I don't believe they have the men's sure. league flag football. Uh, but let me put a little work into that, Tommy, and I'll, and I'll definitely post something on the Instagram. And, so, and Classy Fred, I, I know I don't have time to say much, but we, we there's a lot of stuff happening in wrestling, but I'll, I'll – talk to you that privately a lot of stuff happening kind of bad things in wwe tony storm getting released or quitting we have a lot to talk about <laughs> dms are always open on the instagram and they're always open on the social media gotcha. facebook page reach okay. out to your boys tommy thank you so much for taking the time good night see you guys Bye. he's right about the cowboys because with tampa bay being what tampa bay currently is with their wide receiver situation uh they have a shot to be the second team in the nfc behind green bay yeah and to prove your own point, you didn't pick up on this. Dak's not in that club you were talking about earlier. Oh, you don't think so? I think the NFL definitely wants the Cowboys to be successful. And as far as merchandise sales, et cetera, et cetera, it'd be great for the NFL for the Cowboys to go on a deep run. But you didn't mention Dak in the, that quarterback uh, club. He might be one of those four to six. He might. I, th- I think he might be right on the bubble. Yeah. He, doesn't, he doesn't get the calls. He doesn't have the momentum going from game to game that you know he's going to perform. He he might not be part of the club you're referring to. I don't to. know. I th- I think he might be actually a sure thing in it because if Cause you're just because of the helmet. Oh gosh, it helps because because yeah. that helps with the officiating and that helps with how the product's delivered. Because sure. like in you know, cowboy fan is not going <laughs> to want to hear this. Cowboys get the calls. Sure. Yeah, that's how it works. You put cowboys in national television, they get the calls. You know, and and here's an example. You know, we're Ben Roethlisberger last night, right? So the Monday Night Football broadcast, um, they were saying some things about Ben Roethlisberger off the field during the broadcast, and that's been a big talking point on social media today. Uh, well, I'll tell you this right now. That was started not by accident by NFL to make sure ESPN's aware because ESPN cannot, like, cannot put their product out in a negative light because they are a partner of the NFL. Right. Yeah, and, and that's, yeah. The, that's the point I'm trying to get to. God, is Dak Prescott – a top six guy in the NFL. That's a real conversation because he might be right there in that fringe bubble, and I don't know who would be in front of him because some of the guys that you thought were going to be, uh, Andrew Luck not in the league anymore, you, Ben Roethlisberger not playing at that level anymore. Like, is is he there coming back from the ankle? I would have said no. You, If you would have asked me before this year, and especially before his injury, I would have said he's in that second tier. Yeah. Right behind Brady, Rodgers, and Mahomes. But now I'm not that convinced with his performance throughout this year. You think it might be lower? I might drop down a tier. See, I th- he's playing better than I think what it looks. Because they had this weird idea, and this is a Mike McCarthy thing, where they thought 21 was better than 20 for a while, and he just wasn't. You know, So as, as you're not putting your best players on the field, you're not going to get a chance to be successful. But, again, that's the entertainment factor. Because mm-hmm. the NFL and the Dallas Cowboys want Elliott on the field. Right. Yeah, and you know, and if they have figured out in a way to where they can, I don't know, put the most marketable players out there and, and create the most success, uh, I will tell you that I got Prescott above guys like Stafford. I got Prescott above. Um, oh man, a lot I, of talent. I do not have Prescott ahead of Stafford. I got him. I think I got him above Wilson. Well, I, th- I know why that you really have to press Ezekiel Elliott is because the NFL is trying to move in to the, the territory of indoor and really sell jerseys to all the Ewok people. So 
I mean, obviously, Ezekiel Elliott's their poster boy. <laughs> I'll show myself out. We're going to break. We're two men on <laughs> 95.9 FM and AM 610. The sports animal. Boys help boys. And you help us by giving us a five-star review wherever you check out the podcast. Five-star ratings and reviews, Apple, iTunes, wherever you download this show. Hey there, friends of the show. We need your reviews. And once we get 100 of them, we're going to do a special one-off show where we read your reviews back to you. Positive, negative, constructive criticism, trolling, bring it. Welcome back to the program. The boys are live from the Horn YMCA at the intersection of San Mateo and Indian School. Come see us. And, uh, well, we got a gift for you. So we're giving away four, four of them, Van. No, I just thought we gave away some. We're giving away two, four packs of New Mexico Runners tickets this weekend at the Santa Ana, or excuse me, the Rio Rancho Event Center as you can watch the Runners live and in person this upcoming weekend. So I'm very excited about that. Come by the Horn YMCA, see us, and we will, we'll just put them in your hand. We'll hand them to you. Yeah, first, first come, first serve. No contest, no spin the wheel, mm-hmm. no, no stupid human tricks. You don't have to do a backflip. You don't even have to sign up for the Y. You just come see us. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if you want to take a tour, you do all that. You do that, too. But what is it, $15 each yeah, face value? $60 night out with the family Treat on the fam. us. Treat the family. I will be there on Saturday night. I, I tell you, you come out. What I will do is I'll say, cool, shoot me a DM. We'll hang out. Cool, 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 cool. If I hang out, I mean, like, I got to work. But, like, right, right, right. I mean, I'll be cool about it. I'll point people out, and you can wave yeah. at them. Hey, maybe I'll help your kid get in the halftime promotion running around ideally whatever it is but also i can't really promise the that the flex just, cam <laughs> yeah what is there it, you uh, go yeah the hug cam what's the uh the behind the the, the behind the back uh, flossing yeah we'll get flossing. you on the floss cam yeah. vital i don't know if you know this van started flossing flossing again this week oh boy yeah yeah didn't realize how much blood he was storing between his teeth <laughs> i know how hard it is to quit smoking it's exactly as hard as it is to start flossing. <laughs> NFL roundtable. So, uh, you want to go Antonio Brown or Jalen Hurts first? Flip a coin. Antonio Brown. Uh, seemed fine at the Nets game. Yeah, he seemed perfectly fine and balanced, and he, he did great around people and acted appropriate in public and Not no like outbursts, just kind of hung out and had some nachos and watched some basketball. Not like he just quit his million-dollar a year job, multi-million dollar, missing out on a possible million dollars over the last game job, and he's made a life-changing career decision. I don't know if this is to say he's lying or if he's safe or he's, he's unsafe or if mentally speaking he's there or not there because this is perplexing to your boy. Well, I mean, if you have brain damage, and, you know, that is the assumption. Yeah. And I'm no doctor, but I'm just making an assumption there's some CTE stuff or right. some kind of other other trauma to the frontal lobe, I'm assuming, again, I'm not a neurosurgeon. I'm not a neuroscientist. But, uh, yeah, his behavior is very bipolar. He acted a fool on Sunday, and then Monday he was just cool as a cucumber. He's cool as the other side of the pillow. I just don't know. Like, I'm not trying to be the guy that can't give you the hot take or opinion, but I'm telling you, my gut says his mind is not right. He needs help, and he can't get it from strangers. He has to get it from people who care about him, and they have to make him do that. That's my takeaway. I think I am more sad than I am entertained. Uh, I do appreciate his Baby Gap Cool Modi glasses he had on. 
So it's a very niche reference, but if you know what that means, you're yeah, laughing hysterically right good. now. No. Yeah. <laughs> I I mean, you know, I used to work in mental health. Right. For over 12 years before. Professionally. Before we, we jumped in. Right. You know, with both feet and did this full time. Uh, and I have a base of knowledge. And again, I, I don't do this anymore and I am not a psychiatrist, but I, I mean, I see a handful of mental health issues that are going to be exacerbated over time by damage to his frontal lobe. I do not see this getting better uh, for his sake, for his loved one's sake. I hope it does get better. I hope he can take the steps to, to improve his life, to improve his mental health and improve his, uh, improve his brain function. But I'm not sure that we see that. I don't, I'm not sure that's how this story ends. I expect it will end tragically. And uh, I hate that. Agreed. And, and it's hard that I agree. Yeah. Because you, you want for the best and you hope for the best. I just, I haven't seen a pattern of people in his world that care about him enough to m- set him up for success because he's obviously not capable to do it himself. Sure. I mean, you, you expect this. It's just another event. It's just another outburst. It's just another cry for help in a, in a long line of these events for Antonio Brown. I mean, who – if this was what? If this was uh, Jerry Rice. Right. If this was Jerry Rice, people would be very concerned for Jerry Rice. But it's <sighs> Antonio Brown – so people don't have the, the sympathy vote. The, the sympathy camp is very small. The make fun of this idiot camp is gigantic. But if this was like, for example, Jerry Rice or who's Johnny Nice Guy? Larry Fitzgerald. Right. If it was Larry Fitzgerald, you would be very concerned for this human being. He's never done anything like this before. His whole life, what could possibly be going on? Let's get to the bottom of it. But, no, it's Antonio Brown. You're just like, oh, another day. What is this, the 4th, January 4th? He did it again? Cool. In, you know, I always take it back to the original CT as I identify it, which is Chris Benoit. You know, Chris Benoit was a WWE wrestler forever. And WWE's um, – well, not WWE because they, they actually really super ignore it. But all these companies and journalists have done – investigative stories and and dark side of the ring did some stuff on it which is a really good documentary series by vice and whenever they would talk to people that knew chris benoit before nicest guy you ever met super kind super loving and then he slowly deteriorated to where it was like actually i didn't know him the way i used to but i recognized him as that what he was now and and i think because it's a slow decline and by slow i mean over several years i mean it's drastic decline but it's happened slowly that people are like, well, this is just this is uh, Manny being Manny. Sure. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. And it's not cute, fun, quirky decisions. No, not like Manny Ramirez. Only it only affect him. Yeah. Yeah. The, you know, there's another example of this too. Wait, Antonio sexually assaulted a woman. Yes. Like Antonio uh, allegedly, 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 again, allegedly settled out of court, uh, threw furniture off of a hotel balcony with people below him yeah tried to fight a truck driver Mm -hmm. uh assaulted police officers allegedly like this isn't cool funny quirky stuff like oh what a guy did you see what he did today let's share this on youtube no it's like troubling things that are very worrisome from the online stream 
Uh, friend of the show, Craig, says another Junior Seau scenario possibly. Sure. Uh, Seau was not a loose cannon. That is a fact. He was a, yeah. Yeah, he was involved in the community. Yeah. He was he was that guy, and and that is the example. I mean, as you know, as we we give the idea of Larry Fitzgerald, we talk about it. It is Junior Seau. Junior Seau is the example. And and CTE isn't from like one really bad concussion. It's a series uh, of hits over time. It's right. a series of injuries over time. But I can set almost on a clock it's that bingles vontez perfect hit right where he took helmet to helmet he was knocked out he missed two games concussion uh, concussion protocol for two weeks i could set that as like a before and after and see his behavior before and see it after and be like these are not two polar opposites but these are two different human beings have you ever been through uh, like a concussion test uh, yeah, I've had multiple concussions. Okay. Yeah. So do you, if you have multiple concussions, you know how to feign the results of a test. You know how to you know how to game the test. Yeah, it depends on the severity, but yes. Yes. Yeah. And there's uh, there was one in football, a helmet to helmet hit I got, and um, I just immediately lied, and they let me back in. And there's another one where I was so out of it, there's no way I could talk my way out of it. Yeah. But you know, like. If your leg isn't snapped backwards, a professional athlete wants to get back into the game. A professional athlete keeps wants to keep performing, wants to get out there. And it's the same thing with a brain injury. And before, if you get knocked, you got a little daze, you're like, hey, buddy, you just got your bell rung. You're okay. Get back in there. Yeah. It's not like that anymore. The only pain I can recognize is physical pain. Sure. You know, and, and, and that is, well, number one, disturbing, but number two, factual. And I've had one concussion in my life, one. And it was the cliche one that everyone has where you see white yeah. and you lose it for a second. Yeah. And when you come back to your contacts laying on the court. Sure. And, and that, I could not perform. Like, I was nauseated. I was sick to my stomach. Mm-hmm. I had, like, all these signs that you couldn't lie through. Mm-hmm. And if you're Antonio Brown, who has people in his world, because, hey, he wants to fake a vaccine. He's got people in his world to help him with that. Sure. He want to fake a concussion protocol test i'm not saying he's handing dollars from his hand to someone else's to say he passed but am i saying he's got people telling him how to pass absolutely i'm telling you that so we have that one big example but how many examples don't we have yeah yeah i could i could see that for sure too i mean if he's if he's willing to do all these series of other events why not get a doctor to sign off on your brain health why not to get uh get a uh a psychiatrist or psychologist to say Oh, his cognition is fine. The damage isn't that severe. I mean, if he, if he's capable of doing those things, why not that as well? I want for everyone to be okay. I don't think he's a guy that is trending in a direction where he's just going to stop and figure it out because outside of the concussion stuff, he is a guy who has found success by ha- what he deems successful by his approach to it you know like Le'Veon sure. Bell is an example who played with Antonio Brown in Pittsburgh and you know he had the opportunity that was in front of him and he left him for he left the Steelers from the one that wasn't and it didn't end up working out for him right you know so he's he's still obviously he's in Tampa Bay but with Antonio Brown he's only ever found success leaving for the next opportunity and to him is leaving the NFL proper and then going to that next opportunity after that which might be uh, something in the entertainment career, which is music, or something, uh, maybe television or pocket, or all these other right. different things. Um, 
I, yeah. I, I hope his, his doctor tells him not celebrity boxing. You do not need any more shots to the frontal lobe, my friend. And there's other avenues. You know, like there's, there's so many different ways to capitalize on your name and your image and your likeness. And he's got to figure that out to do it in a way where it doesn't continue to hurt himself and absolutely doesn't hurt others. Because I feel, in my opinion, idle hands for Antonio Brown is only going to lead to devastation. Correct. Agree completely. Ooh. All right, Michael, let's grab a break. Um, after we get back from the break, we're actually going to bring in our friend Phil Beam, and we're going to talk about Can't Shaver and kind of all the stuff that are options to kids here at the YMCA. Because you know Vital, that's what it's about. It's the community is about helping kids. And we're going to do that right after this. Dave and Busters presents Two Men On live from the Horn YMCA and the Mobile John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Opinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9. We spend our nights at O'Neill's. We spend our weekends at Electric Playhouse. It's 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. New, New Mexico, Mexico Sports, sports Authority. Authority, 95.9 FM and AM 610, the that sports animal. That's, see, it's that rejoin that gets me every time, Michael. We got to take that one out of rotation. I look a fool. <laughs> Michael, we are back live at the Horn YMCA, the intersection of San Mateo and Indian School. And joining us is our friend Phil Beam, who we see usually around 7 a.m. every day. Like, <laughs> like, do you open the door here, Phil? Not usually. Sometimes I'm I'm here early, but I usually work the evenings now. Oh, okay. So, that changed recently. Well, we've been missing you in the morning. Phil. I know. I know. <laughs> Phil, who gets to make his own schedule. Now, I don't have your official job title, Phil. You just run Camp Shaver. I'm the camp director, yeah. Okay. I'm the camp, camp, uh, camp Shaver director, right? What, but what does that mean? You're So what, you, you, you built it, you're the janitor, you're the one, like, what does that mean? I am the janitor. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I am uh, the program director, the, the person who hires the staff, person who makes the program, who person who, uh, who uh, makes, makes sure buildings get built up there if we're building anything or... You know, whatever gets done at camp, I'm part of that. I, I haven't been on the Camp Shaver campus itself, but the Jemez area is one of my favorite spots in New Mexico. It's yeah. one of the most beautiful spots in the southwest. It really is. It's great. Can you describe the the, the campus? Okay. So the camp is about 45 acres Wh- total. What? That's gigantic. Well, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's small compared to other camps in the country. We're one of the smaller camps. But we have 45 acres right there by Battleship Rock. Um, that we we lease some of that and we own some of that, so that's why it's that. Uh, but but we have uh, 11 cabins. Kids, uh, each cabin holds about 14 kids. Um, we don't usually pack them in like sardines. We try to make it 10 in a cabin, two counselors. That's 12 12 in a group. Um, and they they can go to do high ropes. They can go uh, climbing. They can uh, do archery, riflery, uh, arts and crafts, drama. And what Camp Shaver is what? Hour out of town, forty-five minutes. About an hour. Yeah, about an hour and ten minutes maybe. And so the kids go out there over the summer, and this you drop them off, and then the, you don't see them again for what? A week, two a weeks, week. four well, weeks, five weeks? Depends on the camper. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we have uh, we have one week and two week sessions for normal seven to fourteen year olds. Um, when you get to be fifteen, you can come for three weeks. Oh heck yeah! And then if you want uh, if you want to advanced leader to go go for leadership at camp and become a counselor you can become a cit and you can come for up to four weeks counselor in training van oh oh thank you for that (laughs) counselor in training right we also have lits which is leader in training which is uh last year of being a camper that's uh, 15 year olds um and so the counselor after that you become a counselor and and uh we've had counselors that 
our counselors for years and years. And, and speaking of years and years, give me a little bit of the history of Camp Shaver. So Camp Shaver has been around uh, for longer than New Mexico. Not quite oh, longer okay. than New Mexico. No, we're, we're, we're a little bit – we're 1945. Okay. We started in 1945. The land was uh, basically donated um, – from uh, William Shaver. That's why we named it Camp Shaver. Smart. Um, <laughs> it's a good thing to do. Um, and and uh, it's, we've been running running ever since then. We did we did have to take a break on 2020, but uh, we came back last year stronger than ever. So. And, and you guys took the 2020 as an opportunity to put a little facelift on the camp. Well, we did we did some some new things. Yeah, we we built a uh, a new rifle range, uh, and uh, we you know. Do some upgrades to all sorts of facilities for sure. When I asked you about the the cliff notes for this facility, you kind of breeze through the activities. Oh, what what all are these these children and, and young men and young women? What can they do while they're out there? Okay, so what 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 a normal day looks like is they'll wake up at six o'clock, six thirty in the morning. They'll go to uh, they'll go to uh, chapel or morning watch time. After that, they go to the flagpole, raise the flag, and then they go to breakfast, and they have a great meal. Um, breakfast, after breakfast, they can go and do activities, any three activities that they signed up for. Um, so they, on Sunday night, when they get there, they sign up for activities. What goes first? Which one? Like, which one's the most well, popular? Everybody picks oh. it first. Oh, uh, riflery is usually sure. right yeah. up there. Yeah. Climbing is usually right up there. Uh, but you'd be surprised. Sometimes we have... Uh, we 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 have uh, sl- sword fighting. That's uh, what sweet. Well, it's foam swords, you know, but but they love that. Yeah. And yoga sometimes sells out too. We do yoga up there, and you know. Do you need me and Van to come and do an improv class? Would that help? Oh sure, oh sure. Teach the kids improv. <laughs> exactly. We could do a radio class up this, there. Well, God, not us. Well, no, 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 not that, not that. <laughs> yeah, we should get. You should get somebody good for that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. So after, and then they go to the classes that they selected in the in the in the morning, and then then they have lunch, and then afternoon they have a little rest because they need a little rest because they've been up earlier, and later up later than they normally are. Sure. Um, and then the afternoon they can go on a hike to the top of Battleship Rock, or they can go walking in the water, or they can go explore new places, play soccer against another co- cabin, or. Go do riflery or archery or climbing or high ropes or. So explain to me the logistics. It's, it's you have between seven and fourteen year olds. Mm-hmm. So they're in groups associated with an age. Yes. Okay. And then they're in groups associated with sex. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So then whenever the kids are out there playing, they're meeting a lot of different people from di- or different kids from different walk of lives, and they're building cool friendships. Absolutely. So so where do they get that fellowship together? Where is that time where they're able to be exposed to to just other kids in the community? Well, they uh, they have cabin groups, and that cabin group does a lot of stuff together. Yeah. Just that little cabin group, and then after they do their their cabin group stuff in the afternoons, every afternoon they're just with their cabin. After they do their cabin groups, they come together. And have dinner, and during meal times, sometimes we let them sit wherever they want so they can meet new people. And then after after dinner, they go to the camp store, and that's kind of a social time that they're that they're supervised, but they're social. They can they can meet with anybody they want. They sit together and they, you know, enjoy. Is uh, that where they play video games and use social media and well, watch YouTube for hours? <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, we we have a saying up at camp. Um, you, there's no internet. Yeah. There's no there's no Wi-Fi. But we feel we we're almost sure you're going to make a better connection. Do you, oh, oh, that's really 
good. Write that That's down. That's really good. Write that down. Well, you teach them how to create Wi-Fi by <laughs> rubbing two sticks yeah, together. Exactly. And exactly. putting a wire in the and, middle of it. And the you know. cans with the string, you know. Yes. They, 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 they yes. Can, we we do we do games we do uh, nine square in the air which is like a volleyball game but nine people play it at the same time and they're all on their own team, it's a great game. Phil Beam is joining us. He is the director of Camp Shaver. And how long have you been making this happen? I here I've been for fifteen years. So for fifteen years. Yeah. So you're almost at that point where campers that you've had are going to start bringing their kids in. I got a couple that are really close. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> you've you've been there long enough as some of these leaders in training. So yeah. they've, they've lived 15 years their whole life. Exactly. You've been sculpting these young okay. minds and hearts for 15 years. I have kids that are older than most of the staff. <laughs> <laughs> so let's say somebody is interested in being a leader in training. Do you have to age out from the camp, or is this something that in the, oh, no. in can, the community you could sign up for it, show interest? Anybody can sign up to be a leader in training. It's it's for 15-year-olds. Anyone, anyone can come. They, they, they come for three weeks. The first week they come, they, they learn about – camp and they learn about what what makes camp tick and then the second week they go backpacking for the week and the third week they go and they uh shadow counselors in the cabins and learn how to be a counselor and, and if these if these young men and women were interested in that where would they go to put in an application they to could come right here to the horn ymca or they could go to the mcleod ymca up on comanche and indian and uh and tramway so is it a situation where you're taking the regular <laughs> staff from the y and converting them into camp counselors or is it a specific group like if i if i wanted if i was a young adult right now and i'm listening and i wanted to come and work the front desk at the ymca do i then have an opportunity to move over to the camp during the summer we 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 try not to take the staff from here yeah to go to camp they they really frown on that here. <laughs> hey, you took our best staff. Yeah. No. Um, but sometimes the counselors that work summer camp will come here and work here from oh, time okay. to time. Yeah. But, uh, but usually it's people who have gone to camp and fell in love with the camp and want to keep on coming back to the camp that keep on coming right. and, so, and become counselors. So, Phil, give me an idea. I want to send my kid for one week, and I know you got themed weeks, right? Yeah. So I'm going to send my kid for Marvel Week, June 5th through the 11th. Yeah. What is the cost associated with that, and why is it worth it? Okay. Well, it's it's an all-inclusive program. You don't pay you – know, we're not nickel and dime in anything. You you pay one price, and you get every activity and your, all your food and your two counselors that are that are, that are going to be your kid's best friends while they're there. Oh, you get the kit and caboodle. Right. Oh, yeah. Right. And you have a cabin to sleep in, and the cabins are – rustic they're 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 like sleeping in a tent but they're in a cabin um so so it's it's we have a we have a flexible schedule it goes from 550 to 650 a week depending on what your ability to pay whatever you want you can choose to pay 550 you can choose to pay 650 okay it's up to you um we also have financial aid available uh, through an application here at the y is that selling candy bars door to door because van will do it no no oh. we used to sell we used to sell peanuts uh Long ago, there people would always tell me about our peanut yeah. sales, but no, you just sign up and you you get it. Um, so so it's worth it because every activity, everything you do at camp, um, is building that connection and helping those kids build build self confidence, build self self esteem, and and learning how to live on their own, learning how to go and make sure that they have all their stuff to go to the bathroom, yeah, and, and go to the bathhouse and take a shower, and learn how to do that by themselves with some encouragement and help from their counselors. So it really does help them be young adults, young citizens. And um, you have you have multiple themed weeks. You have Marvel week, Harry Potter week, Jurassic, cartoon, Star Wars, Disney, list goes on. What's what's the difference in the vibe of each of those sessions? Like well, what? 
<laughs> each session, the vibe is very much um, brought by the kids that are really excited. Like, if you have a kid that loves Marvel, they're going to bring their, their Marvel outfit, they're going to bring their shirt. Love that. And they're going to they're gonna be excited to be there. And our counselors are the same way. I mean, I, I was meeting with some staff last night, and they're super excited about being part of that and and uh and going they're they're just like big kids so so it's it's not all rei you could you could wear your spider-man costume absolutely it's, it's not all boots. in fact we encourage it sweet <laughs> <laughs> bill beans with us he's the director of camp shaver and we were talking about opportunities for kids over the summer you have a story of a kid who a, of a camper that showed up on day one and just you could just thought they were going to hate it. Just swarping down, this was not going to be for them. And then at the end, just didn't want to leave. Oh, it, that, that happens every week. <laughs> it, it really does. We had we had a kid who came to camp, and he his, he's, he told us his parents forced him to go. Of course. And he he told us, you know, I don't want to be here. I don't want anything to do with it. And, I, and, you know, I had to sit down and talk to him and said, look, just give it a day. Give it one day. He He was on me. He was coming to my office every five minutes if he could. Yeah. And every time he saw me, he was walking over to me. I said, I want to go home. I want to go home. I want to go home. I said, give it 24 hours. 24 hours. But in that 24 hours, I just want you to participate and be part of it. Don't sit off to the side. I want you to participate. And after 24 hours, if you want to go home, we'll call your parents, and I'll talk to your parents about that. I'm not going to send them home necessarily. I'm going to call the parents, and their parents are going to make that decision. Right. But I didn't see him again. Of course, right. <laughs> too much love. Right. At the end of the week, he he came up and thanked me for for helping him stay. Oh, that's awesome! From memory, how many campfire songs do you know? Uh, probably sixty. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Bean, that's th- impressive. Thank you so much for sitting down with us. Thank you for talking to us about the camp. Obviously, what the YMCA does for the youth in our community is the reason that we're so passionate about helping the Y. Absolutely, so, Phil, you're the best. Where we get back from the break, more NFL talk, and then we'll wrap this bad boy up at the seven o'clock hour and hand it off to Mike Trujillo. True to the game, we're two men on ninety-five point nine FM, AM six ten, the Sports Animal. New Year, same show. Overweight? Finances in shambles? All that goes in the wash when you give us a five-star review. Need one more resolution to round out your year? Five-star ratings and reviews. Here's what we're doing, friends of the show. We want 100 reviews. Log into iTunes and review the show and leave any review that you want. And after 100 reviews, we'll do the show and review special. Sports Animal. Back live from the Horn YMCA, the intersection of Indian School in San Mateo. And your boys are having a blast. We were giving away runner's tickets to the first friends of the show who come down and ask for them. Well, they're gone. All the runner's tickets are gone. They go. Yeah. So thank you to all the friends of the show that made the effort to come out. Um, we Do you want to call it the cutest of all time? Like, what phrasing do you want to use here? Um... I would say for sure medalist. Yeah, it because was, there's a lot of cute kids out there that yeah. I don't want to disparage. Well, well but uh, they were both cute medalists. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. so Jasper and Gemma. Yes. They they came in and, and Andres had brought us some scarves and we were wearing some scarves for the live stream. So anyway, so they left with our scarves and they left with the tickets. So Jasper and Gemma will be enjoying the runners game this Saturday night at the Rio Rancho Event Center and hopefully they become lifelong fans of the runners because I'm fans of them. Absolutely. Yeah, so a couple couple cute little kids. The volleyball program in here. It's the volleyball. That's what you get at the Y. You come to the Y. You think you're going to bump set spike, but instead you end up 
at the runners game on you Saturday. You end up with roadrunner tickets and yeah. scarves. Doing pretty all right, if you ask me. And creepy old dudes that ask you to take pictures. Well, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, so yeah, check that out. Well, actually, we put that out. We'll put that on the social media because they were, it was a cute yeah, little we'll put yeah, it out. cute yeah. little thing. So NFL news van. <sighs> All right, Jalen Hurts plays quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles of Pennsylvania. Cool. True. Let's go to commercial. Oh, <laughs> you're so weird. <laughs> the so he plays quarterback, and he said the other day you remember he's running off the field, and he's in Washington, which is a city where football is played. They don't have a team name. We'll get to that in a minute. And as he's running off the field, that's where it gets a little weird. So the what do you want to call it? The railing? the railing? Yeah. So it dissolves. It just it goes away like uh, like you like you shot it too many times in Fortnite, and it falls over, and all these fans cascade onto the player entrance ramp where you usually see the high fives, and everyone seemed to be okay. Well, everyone got up immediately and tried to get a selfie with Jalen Hurts, and but it fell like in a Bugs Bunny like comical fashion. Like, they're just, like, leaning over in slow motion, falling, and almost smashing the Eagles' young quarterback, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts sent a letter to the Washington football team and said... An open letter. An open letter. Not just to them, to everyone willing to read it. Good point. And he said, hey, um, I'm going to need you boys to figure this out. You got to do better. You got to do better. Like, I'm not trying to be the guy that's the guy that says... I'm trouble, but I am trying to be the guy that says you got to make sure not just we are safe, but everyone is safe. And Washington football team, figure your facility out. Like it's not just one wall. It can't just be that one. Like the people, not to disparage any population or size of human, but the people who knocked the wall over were normal-sized human beings. Like there's there's no reason why you should – have a, a billion-dollar organization and a, a multi-hundreds-of-million-dollar stadium, and the walls just fall over. Jalen Hurts in that open letter says at the very end of the letter, and we're, we're obviously paraphrasing, but what he's really saying is you have the resources, you understand the severity of the situation, it's fortunate no one was hurt, but he ends up, he ends up by saying, quote, the resources in the NFL and team organizations ensure our safety through playing this physical sport. But what happened on Sunday put both fans and players unnecessarily at risk long after the final whistle. I look forward to hearing from you on this matter. Checkmate. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, sure. And, and, and the, the checkmate, the mic drop was, I look forward to hearing yeah. from you. Like, what are you going to do for these people? Because it could have been way worse. And maybe, maybe these fans were actually injured. Maybe these fans had a couple too many oat sodas in them, and they were still feeling it. They had that uh, that big beer energy right there, and they just got to be like, oh, there's my favorite player. I, I don't have a sprained wrist. It's it's an example of just how terrible the Washington football team and FedEx <laughs> is. The, the Cowboys the other day, like, kind of famous. They brought the Giants. They bring their own heaters and stuff. Right. They're like, we know this is so crappy. Your your benches don't work. Yes. We're bringing our own the, benches. The, here's the thing, guys. Uh, we actually packed towels. Yeah. Uh, we're not going to chance it yeah, here. Don't bother doing the laundry for the last yeah. team. We're bringing our own. Uh, hey, guys, I'm not trying to be the one that mm-hmm. says we should serve our own food, but they can't even figure out email servers here. Mm-hmm. Like, that yeah. is what 
the Washington football team is. And Jalen, well, your Lunchables, I don't think so, Washington. We're bringing our own sandwiches. It's <laughs> <laughs> also, whatever amount of time it took me to write that letter up, those are billable to Washington's football team. So I would, I would then send an invoice for my inconvenience. Okay. Nothing against the character of Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts didn't write that. His publicist wrote that. The Eagles, the head troll of the Eagles wrote that letter. I think it's a move to uh, keep Gardner Minshew off his tail. Where he's like, no. <laughs> you, you know how, like, in the yeah. you know how in like the book of Boba Fett, they show Boba Fett, like, petting like a dog. So you're like, oh, he's actually a good person. He's not a crime lord. Yeah. That's what this is for Jalen Hurts. Okay. So Jalen Hurts is not the guy who's beating up the fan favorite Gardner Minshew and not allowing him to play on the field. He'll actually pet a dog. Yeah, he was worried that, like, okay, we, we got him into the playoffs. Time to bring in the big guns. Gardner <laughs> Minshew, the whatever number. He's the starter now. He, uh, so actually, Jalen Hurts, the original draft is, um, dear Washington football team, please fire Dan Snyder. <laughs> that was, and they were like, you're going to need a revision. Oh, he should have had an open letter to FedEx, the company. <laughs> it's like, you want to put your name on this organization? You want to put your name on this stadium? Yeah. Are you sure? So what did Dan Snyder do? Well, he did what I would have done. He announced today that they're going to change the name of the team. They're going to tell you on February the 3rd. And he was like, here's how I will distract you from the biggest negative story about me because we get a negative story every year. Every month. Yeah, it's like that, ain't it? A month ago, I mean, because of his ridiculous behavior, because of his organization's ridiculous behavior, the email link came out and John Gruden, the beloved John Gruden, the air quotes beloved John Gruden, got fired. There is uh, there's this idea with Washington where, like, they see stuff going on around them. They're like, is this severe enough to announce that we're going to change the team name? And there's, like, a scale. Like, oh, we got to do it now. We it's, finally got to pull the trigger. You know the old family guy joke where the policeman pulls over Peter and it's like a colored chart? Yes. It's like, is he white or is he brown? Yes. And uh -huh. that's what they were doing to everything. Uh -huh. They were like, okay, this one, this one is bad enough. We mm -hmm. are going to announce that we're changing the team name. Okay, so today's I-9 varsity, the varsity of what? We should name the Washington Redskins. Okay, I don't hate that at all. Uh, we didn't pick a varsity. I know they're down to like three names, like the Presidents or the Colonials. I think it's down to eight. Oh, is that what it yeah, is? Yeah, I think it's eight. Well, I'm going to have to find the actual I think, list. Uh, Snyder admitted that it's one of the eight finalists, which I don't know yet. I also do not know. So, we will, yeah, we'll find that resource and create that for you. But uh, I promise you the, um, the Washington Jalen Hurts will be on my list because mm. he's their dad now. Michael Stipe wrote a song about that. <sighs> that's yeah, no, not the lyrics. Anyways. That's not even close to the lyrics. Oh, yeah, that's the wrong Hurts song. Yeah. Anyways, botch that one. Love Hurts. It's just, I mean. You Who wrote that one? Bad Finger? You'd think three hours a day. Who's the last team to do a logo change? The Rams? Oh, and it wasn't good. No. You don't like the current one? A lot of oh. fans do. Man. Nike changed help with Cronky uh, to change it. it. Yeah. Nazareth. Nazareth. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. The Everybody hurts would be REM. It's okay. <sighs> I just, I don't know, Michael. I think the LA logo is bad. I think it's the type of bad where it doesn't incorporate enough LA into it. Like, I think yeah, that's what I, I like about the, I like the Guardians logo in baseball because, like, it's far enough removed 
from the Indians logo, which was not strong. It's not the thing, but it's still the thing. Yeah, but it's still the thing. Yeah. And, like, Washington, by the way, they have to keep the same colors because the colors are good. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a good combination. And then you can still wear your old trunk candidate and be like, this looks good. I'm into this. Or do you completely rebrand, colors included, to sell all new merch? Everyone has to get brand new merch. And all the old merch is retro merch. It's vintage merch starting next year. And then do you like Mitchell and Ness that stuff, or do you forget it? Because I don't really know. I think you do both. Yeah. Yeah. Teams that change their colors and their designs are teams like the Lions that lose a lot. So then keep selling stuff. Yeah. To, To stay relevant because people would forget them. There are some teams that made those changes that ne- – Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's current uniform is garbage. The one before it was garbage, but the one they had when they were losers was fire. The creamsicle? Yeah. yeah. That's the best one. I, I'm i a fan of all, like, the new generations of jerseys, like the, the Oregon, your Oregon-inspired, yeah, your Maryland-inspired. Like, looks like an adult jerseys. league pickup softball team. I like them. But you're right. Tampa Bay peaked with the creamsicle jerseys, and they need to bring them back. That's like uh, San Diego did that. You remember when San Diego had those classic brown on yellows, and they'd have the gray and the white at home as well? Yeah. And then they went to that weird blue – like we're some sort of mm-hmm. uh, navy. We're just like a navy and, now. Yeah, we're a navy. Lame. Yeah, because yeah. you know how I feel about the navy. Oh sure. That's where you. S- well, actually, it's part of the YMCA song. But the going back to the brown and yellow, that to me is where it's at. That that was one of the boldest and smartest moves in the history of jerseys. You mean the, the Padres same, one? The Padres yeah, switchback. I agree. Yeah. Well, and then the other team that's now in L.A. with the baby blues. I mean, there's a lot of ways to do jerseys really well. And the teams that do it the absolute best are the ones that set an unfair example for everyone else. Like the Yankees or the St. Louis Cardinals. There's like there's some where it's like well, it's so good that anyone else who's trying just can't get there. Because Kansas City, like Kansas City Royals, Kansas City Chiefs, they're both good. But they'll never be in an upper echelon. Right. Because there's... Like, in the Chiefs, for instance, they had to play the Raiders. The Raiders have what I would argue is the best football jersey in the NFL, and it's nothing but simple. It's the most simple jersey, and it's the most iconic. Yeah, but then whenever they Same do – Same thing with Yankees pinstripes, yeah. with Dodger blue. Like, Dodgers, Yankees, Cardinals, you can't mess with the classics. But after that tier, it's Padres in a league of their own. Brewers. Not even Brewers. Hey, they went back to the old MB, the Brewers. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was a good move, too. That was a smart move. Yeah, but it's still not Padre level. Where we get back after the break, the I-9 varsity is the I-9 varsity of uh, Washington football team names, which, uh, well, possible names, new team names. Washington football team names as we decide they are qualified enough. Dave and Busters presents Two Men On Live from the Horn YMCA at the intersection of San Mateo and Indian School. We are in the mobile John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9. We spend our nights at O'Neill's, and we spend our weekends at the Electric Playhouse. It's 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Once again, I am asking for your five-star reviews. Five-star ratings and reviews. Apple, iTunes, wherever you download your podcast. Hey, friends of the show, we're looking for reviews. Leave us what you like. Leave us what you hate. Heck, leave your favorite song lyrics. Whenever we get 100 of them, we will do the show in review, where we break down every review of the show and we give your opinion. 
back live at the Horn YMCA. We're having a lot of fun today. And the thing about being here is we're not with Michael in studio. And Mike Vitale often gives us, like, these little tidbits of gold during the break. Sure. <laughs> and as we're coming back from the break, not to the not to the front of the show's ear, but Michael says, what about the Washington liars? Liars <laughs> because of all those politicians <laughs> in Washington, D.C. Why not? I love it. I love everything about it. Uh, today's I-9 varsity van is the I-9 varsity of what we think the Washington football team should rename their squad. Contact I-9 Sports at I-9Sports. Dot com league office 280 and i9sports.com or just call them on the telephone 505-312-4999 um it in my opinion is the best youth best youth leagues in town as far as teaching the fundamentals van okay yeah, don't, yeah, yeah don't know how to dribble you learn to dribble there all right van i9 varsity what we believe the washington football team should change their team name too. What do you got? So they got a little under a month to announce this name, and they said they already have a name chosen. So now we just gotta chew our fingernails for a month to figure out what's going on. So, and do we? Did you look up the finalist names? I have no, them. You got okay. them right there. Yeah. Okay. So, I'm not gonna pick any of those. Okay. But you tell the loyal listeners what they are. So they believe the Washington Football Team that they could go with the Commanders, the Admirals, the Armada. The Brigade, 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 Brigade. What is a brigade? It's like, uh, hey, tell them, Vital. What's a brigade? What's a brigade? Brigade is like a number of ships together. Oh, like a French hat. So, like a, or or like a company unit in the army in the navy. Well, it's, it's it's a group. Well, of, don't the Redskins only got one ship in their history, so they can't be a brigade? Yeah, that's they, they can't put that in there. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. So it's not it's not like a baguette. It's different. Right. Is it not French at all, or is it is right. it is French? Um, I don't Dang, know the don't the know. language of origin. It's probably a French word. Yeah. Uh, Sentinels, defenders, red hogs, and the presidents. Defenders. I like defenders. I like red hogs. I only like red hogs. Yeah. Everything else is dumb. <clears throat> I like red hogs. I'm not going with any of that. Okay, Van, what do you have? Well, my first one, you know, Vital suggested it's in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. Why not just call them the Liars? Okay. That's but mine is very close to that. <laughs> is how about the Stormers? Like oh. in celebration of January when 6th. these, these, brave, yeah. these, mm-hmm. br- <laughs> these brave patriots stormed the Capitol on January 6th. <laughs> that's... So the Washington <laughs> Stormers, how about that? That's so bad. <laughs> and they changed their colors from burgundy and gold to just red and white. All right. Yeah. I, I just and their helmets are shaped like MAGA hats. I'm, all right. I'm going to pot you down for a second. Okay, is uh, that not a good one? So I'm going with the Bushwhackers. <laughs> I think the Bushwhackers is a really good team name. Okay. Uh, every team I've ever seen named the Bushwhackers, uh, well, they, they win championships. So I'm going to go with the Bushwhackers. Okay. Um, I know there's a lot of, um, you know, hubbub about changing the name from the Washington Redskins. Mm-hmm. And I agree there's a lot of confusion there, and it's not really that sensitive. So I think you should change it to the D.C. Redskins because oh, I, wasn't, I wasn't sure which Washington uh-huh. they were talking about. Mm-hmm. So now I know it's D.C. <sighs> I'm going to go with Washington D. Generation X. 
Okay. So I think oh. that that is a very oh. good name. A theme has emerged yes, from Fred. Because if okay. you name your team the Washington D Generation X, yeah. then people will know that, that their that real nickname is the Stormers. <laughs> they're from D.C. <laughs> okay, you know, the nickname, the old nickname for mm-hmm. before they dropped the Redskins was just the Skins. So, so instead of being culturally insensitive, uh-huh. we could just throw a random number in front of it. How about Washington Four Skins? How about that one? Is that <laughs> got a good ring to it? It's very bad. Yeah, that not a good idea. What about the Mega Powers? How do you feel about that? That's a traditionally a team that's only ever won championships. Okay, uh, really can't be defeated by anyone except for themselves. The Mega Powers. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe. Okay, that's a very good idea. I didn't know that was, you know, a wrestling tag team group, but just Macho Man Randy Savage and Hulk Hogan. I mean, just I missed that one. Maybe the the two biggest names in the history of the whole thing. I thought they had beef, so they anyway, did. It's what you're broke gonna. Up, when we get off yeah. air, you have to run me through this Fine. history. That's, um, and well, well, how about if if they really want to control the East, mm-hmm. they need to adopt the the name of who really controls DC. So why not just call them the Washington lobbyists? Because the politicians don't control Washington, D.C. The lobbyists do. So if they want to leapfrog the Eagles and Cowboys, why not the lobbyists? All right. What about the – okay. So who runs the world, right? Washington. Okay. Okay. So what about the Washington NWO? And then – Yeah, so it could be the Washington New World Order. I like that. Now, if you change it to the D.C. New World Order, you could be D.C. NWO. D.C. NWO. Yeah, and I think that is – that's a top tier. Let's go, D.C. NWO. Oh, WFT, just the initials. (laughs) Uh, How about what T – WTF? Yeah, how about that? that Yeah, the Washington (laughs) team of football. I, I like that idea. Instead of calling them the football team, just call them Washington. Uh, also, possibilities on my list: the new na- the new age outlaws, the new day, the Hardy Boys, which I don't know if that one's going to go over super good, and obviously the Washington Legion of Doom. Ah, oh, sweet. Yeah. The theme was a uh, pro wrestling tag team. Huh? You did a pro wrestling theme varsity. Yeah. What do you know? How novel. <laughs> very unique, every boy. <laughs> The Horn YMCA was so very kind to us. Thank you to Vincent and Tommy for both being friends of the show and taking the time. Thank you to everyone who came aboard, including Gloria Cisneros. Cisneros. It's okay. You got very close. Andres Trujillo, (laughs) who joined us, Albert Ramirez, and then obviously Phil Beam uh, and all their contributions to the program today. Thank you to our newest partners, O'Neill's and Electric Playhouse. We are excited to spend some time with them and for the friends of the show to spend some time with us there. Van, any final words before we go today? Come check out the YMCA and all the amazing things they do for the community. Good job, everyone. GG. See you tomorrow, Burke. Want to feel like you're part of the show? Leave a five-star rating and a review. The reviews go a long way to help us in the dumb analytic overlord algorithm that has us all under the thumb of their control. Here's what we're doing, friends of the show. We want 100 reviews. It helps the show grow, and it helps us hit a larger audience. After we receive 100 reviews, we'll read them all on air on our review special.